Today, we're going to fight a freaking dragon. So let me pull us exactly confirmation. back into the scene here. That was definitely confirmation right there. Yeah. GM. Got GM confirmation. The last you had seen, the guards you were fighting had warped and twisted and disappeared into a strange pixelated vapor as Dara blasted his crossbow bolts into them, doing Dara things, and immediately as they vanished, you heard a different sound. A growling and a ferocious roar emanating from behind you. This would be relatively close to deafening for Dara, as this same flashing pixelated form appears next to him, but much, much larger. 20, 30 feet tall, nearly 60 feet long. This enormous white wingless monstrosity unravels itself next to Dara. And right in between the seats in the first row of the aisle here. And they go right back in. Let's just put the initiative back up, friends. Dara, roll a d6. Uh, roll a d6? Yes. D6. Four. Add four to your initiative after you roll it. Uh-huh. Oh, give him this as, power, please. As, as time slows down, as this <clears throat> creature shows up right beside you, you get to react more quickly than you would have. Okay, let me see what my initiative is. 20, ooh. Oh, ooh, oh that's <laughs> exactly what we needed to happen. We were talking about it a little, little beforehand here. And with Dara being right next to the source of this roar, there was the dream that maybe, just maybe, he'd pull out a natural 20 or something on initiative, which is exactly what he did. Yeah. And uh, fortunately, three of the five of you have beaten this creature in initiative. And as it unravels here, looking around, fire puffing from its mouth as it breathes. Dara, you react first. I, Probably because I'll it's right next to you. I sprint from here. If you want to take what is a... You're surrounded by chairs, so you don't really have a great line to run. You can sprint three or four times your movement speed, but it has to be in a straight line. There can't be any obstacles in the way. You're kind of in an aisle between chairs. You're in the movie theater, so there's nowhere to sprint from here. Double move's really the best that you've got. If you want to just okay. get as far as possible from this thing. So a double move, I guess. So 30 feet. I'm going to sprint. I see this thing out of the corner of my eye. First thing, I duck down and try and start sprinting. And immediately as you do, this creature turns and uh, with a single claw lashes out towards you as you try to escape. What's your AC? Uh, 26. It has combat reflexes. Of course it has combat now because, reflexes. Now because we're, we re-rolled initiative, I, it's immediate actions aren't available because uh, we're like I will let you do immediate actions because this is this is 
kind of a continuation. It was just so we, because I know the initiative on Roll20 is weird if we leave it up between sessions. Uh, but you, this is the continuation of the previous combat. If you want to use an immediate action, you can absolutely use an immediate action. I do, actually. Uh, okay. So I'm going to reach out towards Dara as he's running away and just pull my hand up straight up out, out, like out of the ground, kind of right in front of him. And erect, hopefully, a uh, reflexive barrier of force to protect him. Oh, okay. So a quick shield pops up, and with that, deflection bonus AC equal to half your caster level. So you get plus five. Well, plus five. What what ring do you have? What ring of protection do you have? A one or a two? We all have two, I believe. Then you get a plus three because it's a deflection bonus, which is the same type as the ring. So your AC is twenty eight. Yeah, uh, 29. Uh, 29. 29. Yeah, yeah, plus three is 29. And this creature, as you scramble to get away with absolute ease, brings an enormous claw down, slamming into your back as you scramble for distance. Does that stop me from moving? Uh, it does not, no. Okay. That's a thing <laughs> Nell has specifically that he can do. Oh, okay. Requires investments. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that does, let me see, math. How much? Oh, I have that written down over here. I did not have that written down over there because I'm dumb. Usually I write down the power attack modifier. I guess he can't have power attack yet because it's not actually his turn. So it's 14 damage. <sighs> okay, thank God. Okay, I didn't die it's yet. It's just like a swipe <laughs> as you run away. Still alive. And that's your uh, your double move. <clears throat> did, you, did you double move? Yes. Okay. Baylor, you're up. Nell, you're on deck. Would you like to roll me a knowledge whatever dragons are to see if this is a dragon? That's Ooh. Arcana. Knowledge Arcana. I just assumed you knew. I don't. There's a, there's a pool of things I just ask you for. How's a 37? 37 give me about is this pretty good. Dragon? That will actually give you two questions about the debatably a dragon, as it is a relatively rare creature because it's not quite as intelligent as a true dragon. It's a little bit much more animalistic. It's very difficult to study. This is a Kraglinorm. So me, it's not a true dragon. Give me your two <laughs> questions. It's an immense wingless dragon is the description in the bestiary entry. <laughs> Ooh, gray area indeed. I'm gonna assume. I assume it has spell resistance. Uh, and if you want to ask that, resistances, that sort of I'll, resistances, I'll give you. I'll give you magical resistances. It has a very powerful spell resistance, and is outright immune to curses, fire, anything mind affecting, paralysis, or sleep effects. Great. Fairly standard dragon fare. Dragon stuff. Uh, Think fast, Baylor. What is your What does your brain tell you? <laughs> what do you know about Kraglin arms? Uh, it's got any outside of probably breathing something. Any special type attacks? Kraglin arms are highly poisonous, with an astronomically deadly flaming venom, and beyond that, a trait of all Lenorms is a death curse. 
Uh, when they are defeated, the Slayer will be cursed with a spell of overwhelming potency. All right, what do you want to do? All right, good luck with that, Inori. Even when you win, <laughs> you lose. Inori's <laughs> like, it's not me today. It's not me, Dento. I don't want to, but I'm going to have to no. move away from it. Are you going to move and or five foot step? I'm going to move and well, you, we already saw it has combat reflexes. Definitely so. going to gonna take a swing at you for sure. Yeah. If you, uh, as you attempt to move away from the Craglenorm, it lashes out with its massive maw. What is your AC? 20. Well, did he roll a one? That's the opposite of a one. Uh, he reaches out, ripping through you with these enormous jaws. You take 45 damage, and I need you to make a fortitude save against its flaming venom. You do just barely scramble away. But this poison this creature has is is far, far beyond uh, what your middle-aged elven body, half-elven body, is ready to handle. It's far beyond rolling a nine, yes. Yeah, nine is certainly not going to do it. Uh, you, from the... Uh, the flames inside the Kraglin arm seem to affect not only its... Uh, assumed breath attack, but also it's venom as well. It literally burns. You take five fire damage, and you lose one con. Okay. <laughs> well, let's see if I'm going to manage to do anything back to it. It depends what we're going for. I'm bringing it back. The beam, we never got to see what it did last time. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. So you... I... you go ahead. Oh, I assume I'm going to land a ranged attack against its flat-footed touch on an enormous creature. Gonna hope, because that's an 11. Uh, 11 absolutely will hit its flat-footed touch. It is a giant say, monster. Can't be like and, more uh, than seven or something. <laughs> yeah, as this green beam erupts from your hand, it connects with this creature and does it a lot of spell resistance. It does. Then give me a spell resistance check. With 25. 25. The beam at first strikes and seems to dissipate on the scales, but just barely pushes through to affect the Lenorm. All right, so I pull out this bone, shatters and turns into this greenish-gray energy, and I blast it at this dragon creature. And it's got to make a fortitude save. It's going to make a fortitude save. Please. Uh, it's definitely hardy enough to pretty easily pass that fortitude save. 
But it is still going to take three dexterity and three strength, strength damage. damage. So I will do math when it starts doing things. <laughs> I think all of its attacks are considered primary, so it's effectively going to be minus two damage is what I'm going to say on everything and one on its hits. All right. It gets hit and just kind of muscles seizure a little bit. Staggers a bit, roars out in anger. Nell, you're up. Kahina, you're on deck. So upon realizing that this is not what we were probably intended to be dealing with, I am going to remove my helmet and look over at our supposed You're going to take the lion mask? Yeah. Okay. Like, and look at our supposed right. instructor here and say, why are we fighting a dragon? And Thalar looks up at you, kind of confused as she watches Dara and Baylor run past her, stumbling in, in an enormous pain because these masks do make you feel as if all of this is really happening to you. And then she looks up at you on the stage. Uh, are they not functioning again? Last week, Cassandra had to fight a two-headed goat. Uh, stay here, I'll fetch an artificer. Uh, continue with the trial as you can. Put the helmet and it's back four, on four and round action to pull the mask off. So, it's what? Because it, it's like it's strapped. It's a four round action to take the mask off. It's like straps and. Okay, so I'm just on. sitting here with no mask on. Currently. Yeah, so you have the mask in your hands and you ask that, and that's basically your turn. Okay. Uh, the Lenorme is going to slowly advance with a massive step, a little closer to the stage and well up a great amount of fire in its mouth before blasting out a searing beam of scalding magma out across Baylor and Kahina. I need both of you to make reflex saves and do not worry, no matter the result of this, it's very, very on fire. <laughs> I mean, I don't think mine matters. Trying to find exactly where this would go. There we go. And whew, with a 13 and a 14, Kanyu hasn't reacted yet, and uh, Baylor, who is just stumbling away trying to survive, neither of you are prepared at all for this massive blast of flame. You both take 76 damage and go down immediately. After it shoots this blast out of its mouth, the rest of you can see that even the area where this, where this fire breath was just shot is now scalding hot magma, which is surely dangerous to even go near, much less cross. Uh, Kahina, you are not dying, but you did feel a searing flash of blinding pain, and then you're unconscious. So you don't need to roll to stabilize or anything. Okay. Inori. Okay. And, uh, Dara, you're on deck. Oh, God. <laughs> so you saw that too, right, CRN? Like, that was... That's definitely a dragon, right? I don't see anything. There's not a mask on me. All I can tell you've just been swinging me around at the air for 10 minutes. Well, you can feel my heart rate because it's definitely going up right now. Cause... Yeah, it's clearly something. Oh, man. I have no idea what this thing's range is. I'm going to attempt uh, you, to... You definitely can. You can see 
how big it is, you can see it can absolutely reach you where you are. Okay. That's like, it, it's threat, threat range is a clearly visible thing. Okay. Uh, then I'm definitely going to attempt to defensively cast with Good a word idea. greater invisibility. And you are going to uh, hopefully vanish in an instant. What, uh, give me that first. concentration check. Okay. I can just on the sheet. Plus four. It's not part of spell combat, so it's just four. Okay. 34. 34 definitely passes, and you absolutely vanish and turn invisible. Okay. One, two, three, two. There. And as you move towards the edge of the stage, absolutely unaffected by your stealth, the Kraglin arm lashes out with its jaws. What's your AC? It has Please true seeing. Don't die. I knew that was going to happen, but I had to try. Uh, 22. All right. 25 with spell shield. All right. So you quickly throw up another spell shield for yourself. And it does absolutely nothing as the creature's enormous jaws easily close shut around it, dealing 22 damage. Make me a fortitude save. <laughs> and That's a you as well, just like Baylor before you, are afflicted with this flaming venom. And you... Take four fire damage, but you also lose two constitution. Ooh. All right, Dara, you're up. Nell, you're on deck. And as we move here, uh, Zelar starts to walk back up the aisle after Nell calls out to her, but she turns around as Baylor and Kahina assumedly scream in pain and just fall over on the ground. Uh, Kahina on the edge of the stage, Baylor on the floor, and turns back around. What is hap what is happening? Is it this severe? Is this beyond your capabilities? It's really big. So uh, I probably won't hear any of what she just said because I will be like totally zoned in. I grab three cold iron bolts, uh, use three grit, and just try my best to shoot. Cold iron this. bolts? Cold iron, yeah. Cold iron doesn't like do anything magical. It just overcomes things that are weak to cold iron. Oh. They don't like do extra damage or anything. If you're thinking, I there's... thought they were for monsters. <laughs> I mean, well, if, that, well, if that's, that's Dar's, if, yeah, that's fair. Actually, if that's Dar's mindset. Uh, that's that's yeah. that's monsters. not wrong. That's monster! not incorrect. Monster, <laughs> kill it. Cold iron is for monsters. So yeah, no, go for it. I, I just didn't know if you, uh, I didn't know that was in a character thing. I thought you just thought they did uh, something out of code. Yeah, go no, ahead. No, shoot your cold iron bolts. You, uh, you no, grit it up. repeat it that way. <laughs> you grit up and shoot these cold iron bolts. That's, that's fine. Yeah. Um, and I use three grit. <laughs> Not taking any chances. And I will try and shoot this. And get three crits. Yeah, just roll three hard 20s. Oh, oh no, there's a oh, natural no. one in there. That is the worst I've ever seen. Roll. 
Uh, you want to use your table? You, you want to use your table reroll on one? Well, I yeah. will tell you that ignoring its touch AC, the 18, or uh, ignoring its armor and going for touch AC, the 18 and the 20 both hit. The only one that misses is the natural one. So if you want to use your session reroll to reroll the natural one, absolutely you can do that. Yeah, I think I will. Okay, you can just hit the macro again. It'll be the bottom one. Oh, okay. Then we'll be sad because all the rolls will be better. Watch, watch, watch it. Uh, no, no, we're still fantastic. Uh, 17 yeah. also going to connect. Turns out with your focus and ability to aim for weak points here, hitting the dragon itself is not challenging at all. It's gigantic. So all three of your bolts connect. Okay. Um, so let's see here. Uh, first one does 20 damage. Solid. Second one does 13 damage. Did you, I didn't see that one roll, but okay. And third one does 18 damage. All right, I'm not seeing a dice roll, which is weird. Oh, you're I'm not? Gonna It'll probably just yeah, gonna assume roll 20's lagging out. So yeah. a 20, a 13, and an 18, as these three cold iron bolts pierce deeply into the Craglinorn, and it reels and turns its attention to you in pain. Uh, now, with your helmet off, you watch Dari just shoot a bunch of bolts into the opposite wall of the amphitheater. Uh, Baylor, you're just... There they are! There they <laughs> yeah, Baylor, you're just sort of unconscious. Uh, Nell, you're up. Inori, you're on deck. I'm gonna shuffle on over to Kahina and start removing the helmet. Okay. Seeing as so they walk over and you start to have not liked what happened. Undoing Kahina's helmet as she is, uh, she looks physically perfectly fine to you, but she's definitely been knocked unconscious. The... Lenorm, what you got, buddy? He is going to charge you, Dara. Hey, well, Stampeding across the bottom no! of the, the area right in front of the main stage, in front of the rows of seats. He is going to stampede over to you, hiding behind your chair, hoping that maybe... Just maybe, the chair will save you. What's your AC? Uh, AC is 26. Charged. Gets a plus two. And he is all—he is going to rush in, reach over the seats, and again, fairly easily, rake across you with his enormous maw. A jaw much bigger than your entire body. You take 27 damage and make me a fortitude save. Okay. Uh, oh. We are really okay. And 11. you, you are also afflicted by the same searing venom. You okay. take seven fire damage. Okay. And lose two constitution. Oof. Does losing two constitution knock you unconscious? Um. I think it does. Minus does it? 10 health. Minus 10 health. Oh, it's minus 10 HP. Okay, so yeah. So with the poison, you would also fall on. You would, Nora, you'd see it rush up and strike with its jaws and pull back, and Dara almost stands for a second and then just keels over backwards into the chairs. Uh, Kina's unconscious. Inori, as you get there, Kathan calls back out. By the gods! I need to fetch a medic, not an artificer. This is truly so much trouble. 
Martella had informed me you were the, the best of the best. We'll put on a helmet if you don't believe me. Inori, you're up and uh, now you're on deck. Breathing heavy, eyes start flickering orange because I need to be faster. I need to be faster and seeing Dara go down, just I'm going to charge, just not literally charge, but I'm run at this thing. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I can't for that range. Sorry, I'm thinking quick. Uh, I'm going to run over to here. All right. And th this is still like, I know this is outside of his range. Yes. Realistically, the Lenorm is much larger than its token. Its token's just its active mm -hmm. combat space. It's like 60 feet long. It's about as big as its entire threat range. It's filling up, like, realistically, it's filling up, like, this much area. It is huge. Okay, then when I when I get to over here, I'm going to draw my, my circle in the air, breathing heavy, and push it through to give myself a, a shield. And I'm going to taunt the dragon. Come get it. I ain't done yet. For you. Bold strategy, Cotton. We're going to taunt the dragon. And All black right. smoke's going to start billowing out of CRN as well. Dara's unconscious. Baylor's unconscious. Uh, Nell, you want to just finish taking the mask off of Kahina here? Yep. And after I get that one off, I'm going to step over to Baylor. Okay. You'll move down. I mean, you don't see this fire magma on the floor at all. It's just it's a room with a bunch of your unconscious friends and an Ori running around screaming insults at something. The Fraglinorm turns around to face you and once again opens its maw wide as a billowing jet of fire erupts forth. Got another one. That's good. Make me a reflex save. That is a 19. 19 is not going to be fast enough to evade this massive gout would, of flames. Would my would haste effect reflex by chance? Uh, it's probably plus one, but a 20 doesn't do it either. Okay. You take... 71 fire damage and fall unconscious. Oof. And with that, uh, Nell, as you watch Anori, what, what do you, what, what do you okay, do? Okay, so. Hold on, ne Anori, what do you do? What do you mean, what do I do? You took the last hit. <laughs> <laughs> After trying to taunt the dragon and to come get me, I'm standing there ready to fight this thing. Come get it! And then it just oh, breathes fire at me. Like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> and then I go, that's the last thing I know is he breathing fire on me. And I was well, just, what, what is Nell seeing here? Uh, literally, I go flying backwards into the seats. <laughs> and uh, as I'm walking around trying to take off helmets, I don't even have time to get one off before all of this happens. Just <laughs> Dara is laid out. Anori just starts yelling at something and then gets laid out as I take three steps. 
And you, uh, in the blink of an eye, as you take your helmet off, you're unable to witness this as your entire team is devastated and laid low in seconds. I'm and just gonna keep taking off the helmets while talking to what? What is her name? It's not under her, so I, I don't remember. Oh, uh, Kathan Zaylar. Uh, there you go. There we go. So and I'm just gonna be telling her there's a very large green dragon thing. It had no wings. It was very, very aggressive. I am aware. It I am aware. The Kraglinorm is the final test. Ah. And it appears that you, so stalwart, are the only one that has passed. Really? I instructed you to keep your helmets on, deal with the situation as it unfolded, and you defied me. You took off the helmet to protect yourself and to continue your mission. This is what you must do. Where you are going in Zimar, there are laws, there are rules. These, as everything else, are simply tools for you to use. Your mission comes first. Whatever you must do to ensure its success, the mission always comes first. May I just say, once again, I have idiot savanted my way into the correct decision. <laughs> I am at least impressed, I must admit, by the fortitude of your comrades. They stood and fought for mere seconds, admittedly, but even given a chance to react and even in great pain, Miss Dento chose to continue the battle. This is she does that useful bravery in its own right, but you must know when to abandon the task at hand for the greater good. So. Now, you get two more points of inspiration for passing the final test by taking off your mask and not getting murdered. <laughs> now, I didn't even get the chance. That is so. You That's actually exactly didn't get an opportunity. What I was gonna do was just nope. <laughs> now, uh, Sir Stalwart, tend to your allies as you can. Zimatek is nearby. This is the typical result of Zillanorm. I'm just gonna get everybody together on the stage with their helmets off laid on like cushions or pillows or something that I can find oh, for yeah, them like, we uh, across the the amphitheater seats here yep as you can and uh although a normal craglinorm would absolutely be dealing constitution drain with its poison uh none of you actually have any constitution damage after the fact it's part of the simulation so you can put your con I'll back up to full everyone who got poisoned uh, and after a minute or so, Zaylar returns with a pair of medics, which is people with wands who know how to use them well enough, and give you each, well, it's going to be quite a few touches, realistically. It's going to be some amount of healing, and there's still going to be a lot of pain involved. And though this is all mental, it's mental. Your, your brain is telling your body you've taken all of this damage. Uh, each of you, he, uh, they heal you up to half of your hit points. So it's still a very, very painful uh, experience there. 
And as you're all waking up, before we go any further here, for your acts of heroism slash attempt to survive, Dara, you have been given a hero point by Taraka. Aha! Uh-huh. And Baylor, you've been given a hero point by Senecat. Which I guess means that it's not a dragon, because clearly they sided with you. <laughs> if if you go to the Lenorn page, second paragraph, first sentence, <laughs> though not a true dragon. He's in the freaking bestiary right oh, now. Yeah. Like, Baylor woke up half dead, and he's like, hold on, I gotta go get my books, I got something for this. Like... <laughs> I'm pretty sure when he read it, there was dragon listed. Hey, the the exact words are, though not a true dragon. It's worse than most dragons. So. But not actually a dragon. As you all wake up in the... Since all of you except Dara were knocked out by the fire breath, uh, still believing yourself to possess... What? Oh, yeah, fire breath. Dara got nipped. Uh, yep. Baylor, Keenan, and Oriel got fire breathed out. So believing yourself to be completely covered in third degree burns and in great pain, and you are in great pain, you're in half health. Uh, you wake up where Nell has put you in the seats here. You wake up to Nell and Medics waking you up. <laughs> Did you and sleep good, your- princess? Get away from me. As you are all awakened and the medics are continuing to heal you up to the halfway mark with these light healing ones, Zalar puts her hand on, walks over to Nell and puts her hand on his shoulder. You will be wise to follow the lead of your comrade here. He has the sharpest instincts of all of you. Oh, they're actually going to take that as an insult. Seemingly the only one with a single dreg of a sense of self-preservation. You put me back in there with that thing. I'll take it. Right and now. She, let's do it. She no, smiles you will and not. shakes her head. No one has ever beaten the arm. It is not there to be beaten. It is there to be a lesson. As this pain I'm sure you all all in hopefully serves as a lesson. You must keep your gaze on the greater goal. Sometimes there are necessary sacrifices. The task at hand must be abandoned. Your plans must be rearranged. The idea you add does not work out how you had wished. This happens. Sometimes you will need to cut all losses with an asset or an operation in order to preserve the integrity of the mission as a whole. Understand? Lesson learned. And uh, Nell, for passing the test online 2-2-2-2-2-2, has also handed you a hero point as well. For what it's worth, Craglin arms have constant freedom of movement also, so if you tried to grapple it, you would have just been sad. Uh, The only response there is is take off the helmet and ask, why is this here? You spent the the entire week saying you were going to run up and grab it. This man has spent one whole week in our group chat 
talking about how he's gonna wrestle the dragon and yep. takes his hat off and quits immediately. Like, yep. oh no, there's this a dragon. Crap. I don't oh. want to fight this. <laughs> that thing's big. I ain't doing that. Hey, I, I was gonna give it a shot and then probably take it off. You did but give it I a did, shot. I, I gave you a shot right back. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you did give it a shot. I yeah, but you had to run in front of me and draw its fire. <laughs> I didn't even get to do anything. I was like, draw its fire. Uh -huh. I didn't know where you were. You were still invisible. This is true. Which you was more actually... of a problem than anything else. He definitely just shot the breath at. Well, he could see you were lined up because I he is also yeah. constitutioning. Anyway, the point is, crack the arms are crap. The point is, I'm pretty sure once upon a time, before we step back into character here, Paizo scientifically designed this monster to be a bullcrap boss fight. Uh, because it is just the pinnacle of bullcrap technology. Constant true seeing, scent in case that doesn't work. Uh, also dark vision, in <laughs> case it also needs that. Uh, constant freedom of movement that is non-magical. It's an EX ability, so you can't dispel it. DR15 against cold iron, so good job on that one. Uh, 25 what? spell resistance, crazy AC, really I high health. I got exactly health. a 25. <laughs> Yeah, you hit exact lethal on a spell resistance. And the turbo murder breath attack that all of you, of course, experienced over the course of that battle. This monster was designed to be crap. It's not designed to be a reasonable encounter, especially for a group that was not prepared. It's like, I think it's a first world dragon, which Baylor would have the knowledge of that. It's like, it's a first world dragon, basically. And that's what Cold Iron's good against is fake so dragon world creatures. It's, it's like of the first world's version of a true dragon, yeah. It, it, it is a fey version of a dragon-like creature. I mean, it's basically a worm, isn't it? Maybe you wouldn't know you weren't there. You left <laughs> us. You cut and run. You looked into it for immediately. a whole three seconds before anyway, giving up. He was like, nope. Back <laughs> to the session. Zaylar continues. This is your final lesson. When you are ready, join me in my office. I have your mission briefing for you. We um, should never trust the Pat's flash. now on the shoulder again. And again. Well played, so Thank you. And motions for the medics to follow her and walks out of the amphitheater. I mean, you can all get up and walk with her if you want, but uh, I'm going to follow. Nell's gonna I'm going to heal myself. <laughs> I don't feel like utter crap. You can definitely heal away the pain. At least you can heal away the physical pain. You'll never, you'll never be able to heal the mental pain of Nell once again, just knelling his way into the right answer. But you can at least heal away the physical pain. I'm gonna poison his food tonight. <laughs> what about the I rest guess of you? I'll go lay hands on Dara and everybody else. You gonna ground the party, handing out some? Yeah, just some my healing. like my personal healing i'm not gonna waste the wands on it i don't so. bother rolling for that or anything yeah just i've got enough we've not used them yeah. today so what about the rest of you i'm just gonna sit uh dejected just kind of quiet reflecting on what happened what went wrong and how i probably should have ran away but it's just not in my blood and you uh you would hear crn as you're thinking because he's got a little bit of that link there well I can tell you from Nell's perspective, it looked pretty funny. <laughs> uh, if you're trying to cheer me up, it's working. That's. <laughs> I have no idea what happened, girl, but I have never seen you get your ass beaten so soundly. 
And remember, I was there when you almost got eaten alive by a pile of rats. And yes, I'm gonna keep going back to that forever. <laughs> I expect nothing less from you, my friend. It was a uh, giant dragon-like. Pretty sure it was a dragon, though. <laughs> creature. Did it breathe fire? Yeah, effectively. Sounds like a dragon to me. <laughs> that's, that's what I was trying to... I thought so, anyway, but... What about the rest of you? Dara? Baylor? I'll probably uh, pat an Ori on the shoulder. You know, I feel like we could probably take it at some point. Oh, of course. I mean... All right. Not anytime soon. Like, we went back in, I'm sure. So pessimistic. Why did we even bring this guy around? <laughs> and Ori just wants to put the mask back on. Like, here we go again. Who among you know? us knew what it was? Uh, Inori, maybe. Make me a knowledge arcana, Inori. Inori might also know what it was. Inori's a wizard. Yeah, remember, I am a wizard as well ish. Give me a knowledge arcana. You, now, 32, my friend. 32? Yeah, you get one question. You knew, you know it's a Craglin Arm. You don't know as much about it as Baylor, but yeah, you can recognize a Craglin Arm. You're learned, you're studied. It's appropriate because of the conversation we were having. Is asking if it's a dragon a question? <laughs> Still matter of perspective. <laughs> a Lenorm is a powerful primeval dragon from the first world. Okay. Also worth knowing, the one that there is the most available information about because Kraglenorms are by a significant margin the smallest and weakest of Lenorms. That's the weak. Oh boy. When I say this isn't a dragon, that's not a bad thing. That's a compliment. <laughs> there are dragons that are like CR3. <laughs> this is a Lenorn, which is much more impressive than a dragon. Ah, the dragon. Okay, we'll continue the dragon conversation to later occasion. I'll tweet a poll on the two perception account. I will literally do it right now. So we can put into this. I will right now put a poll. <laughs> Ready? We're doing it live Who on stream. Are you with Anori or Craig? Anori considered dragons. Yes, Baylor. Or yes, Anori and uh, no, Baylor. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing a poll. That's awesome. I will run this. Can you put a third option for who cares? Take off the helmet. Yes. No. <laughs> Shut up and take off. The helmet. Because <laughs> I was, I was so it doesn't fit, so all. it's gonna be shut up in D hat. It's gonna be the poll option. There you go. And yes, this is this is absolutely going. I'm not editing this out of the podcast. It's absolutely going into the podcast. There you go. If anyone wants there to go, go back and look chat. at Twitter, there's a friggin' light. poll. Are you team Baylor? Team Minori is a Kraglin or a dragon? Or I mean, I don't have to be popular to be right, so. <laughs> Oh, anyway. I'm the first vote. So shut up and D-hat has 100%. Eventually, the <laughs> the rest of you, as you heal up and debate the merits of whether or not a Kraglin Orm is considered a dragon, uh, are we going to get up and head back down to Zaylar's office? Yes. Got yeah. yeah, nowhere else to go. <laughs> Begrudgingly, I guess. We'll go keep talking to the lady that maybe get beat up by a dragon. So you head down and once again has a fresh pot of tea set on the table 
Uh, but this time, as you enter, she pours herself the first cup before pouring each of yours and then taking a drink from her own cup. This, from your various facets of Lion Blade training, is kind of like the spy handshake. It's the I didn't poison this gesture of trust. Being the first <laughs> the to I take, already took the antidote. Yeah, the first guys. to take the drink. <laughs> and it also don't work in advance. Well, I guess this is Pathfinder and delay poison is the thing that exists. But uh, it's... I mean... I mean, yeah, it doesn't guarantee it's safe, but it's like the spy gesture of I didn't poison this respect. I'll take the first drink out of the pot. It's a... Uh, it's like the handshake. And she motions for you all to take seats around the table once more and have drinks if you so choose. All right. I'll Sounds take good. a seat. And as you all sit down, she walks back behind their desk and kind of steeples her fingers. You have shown great promise. I see why both Martella and the princess Eutropia rely on you. I am sorry that the question of succession as sour as the relationship between the princess and the lion blades, but ultimately, a loyalty must always be to the nation and the Talden people, not the crown or the throne. To take sides in a political conflict is to dilute our power and purpose. But now it seems that political conflict is spilling over into national security. Lady Lotid brought us the documents you recovered in Zimar, and they corroborate similar reports we've gathered from Sardis Township, Paul, and Demgazi. Maxilar Piterios is rattling his saber for war, and he appears to be spilling Talden blood to get it. For a time we shared the same uneasy peace with Maxilar Piterios's imperialist faction that we share with Eutropia's loyalists, but all at once, as we've begun to receive reports of these Kadirin, Attacks, and she puts in air quotes. Our agents in Zimar were set upon and eliminated in a single coordinated sweep. I barely made it out of the city alive, and I appear to be the only one. Now, I'm too well known in the area to keep a low profile. You'll be the ones to continue the investigation in Zimar on behalf of the Lion Blades. This is not an easy task laid out before you. Many believe Pytarius is the Grand Prince of Taldor, and he has defended accordingly. Not to mention that he will be attempting to prove him guilty of high crimes. Furthermore, he is obviously operating his own intelligence network, and she reaches down to a uh, sheaf of documents, charts, maps, timelines, and starts sifting through it, sliding some pages across the table to you. One that is run by a man named Mylon Zeroth, a former associate of the Lion Brains and one of the most ruthless and underhanded operatives I have ever encountered. We believe one of our agents, Kilian, may have escaped the purge, and locating him will be our top priority for now. We can provide you with false identities, and I can accompany you as far south as Panamona to act as an advisor, but you will be alone in the lion's den. I cannot enter the city to protect you without alerting Pytherius' diviner and bringing far more pain down upon you. Are you clear on what our nation needs from you? Will our prior reputations be an issue? These disguises, these false identities. We have a contact arranged to bring them to you. 
You will assume these identities at all times in Zimar. You will have no connections to your prior lives. Sounds good. Now, Shirley, as she turns Morty's documents across the table, you can see charts of Zimar, uh, the bits of information she has against about Mylan Jareth, which is very little. I and would want to read that more specifically. Other information. She would ask. Uh, she would continue. Admittedly, you are too good at your jobs protecting Princess Eutropia's interests, and you are well known to Pytharius's forces. In Zimar, they do expect you to attack him any day now. And they tell stories of you five to frighten the children. Even without your reputation, Zimar is a paranoid city. And guards check these identifications regularly. You will have to be wholly detached. And if you have other questions, of course, I will give you all the information that I have. And again, I will be accompanying you most of the way south. there any chance any others besides the one you mentioned may still be alive in the city? If there are, they have gone very deep underground and have severed ties with the Lion Blades or are otherwise unable to contact us. I find it very unlikely. Kilian is a paranoid and very talented Lion Blade who does admittedly prefer to work alone. He had no partner. We are not even convinced he is still alive. But he is the only one our divinations haven't confirmed the death of. One of his favorite uh, drops is a warehouse. She points out the Zimar map in the Adobe district. Sunrise Spice Importers. You will begin your search there. Hopefully, you will find a way to make contact inside that warehouse if he still lives. Is there any way of letting him know that we are working with the lion blades when we find him or will it just be up to him to us to convince him you can travel with the word of myself and your instructors but Kilian was deep undercover he has no code phrase or term he would know it will largely fall on you to <clears throat> convince him you do not mean him harm. Reckon we can find a way to do that. And, beside, I do have some material assistance for you. And, uh, he turns back to a, a large trunk in the back of her office and starts pulling out a few things. Belts circlets, headbands. These are from our stocks. Powerful, magical aids in your journey. Each of you may have your choice which you think will be most useful to you. Even after all of this training, you know your skills better than I. So each of you can choose a plus four belt, a plus four headband, or a plus two to two belt or headband. Taylor, what do you want? Is it a plus four headband of intelligence? 
I think that's probably what I should go with. I kind of want a con belt. Well, it's up to you. you can get, it's, a, yeah. it's a four, so you can get a plus four con belt, or you can get a plus four intelligence headband. And it's no rush. I can come back around. You can think about it. Now, what do you want? A headband of plus two to any two. Okay, so well, what two? And well, it, it charisma, could be switched, but it's going to be in, in charisma. It cannot be switched. It's not like a toggleable. It doesn't have a switch on the side. No, it's she just has a bunch, and you can take whichever one you want. So, oh, is it, it not like a normal one? You can't switch a normal one. I'm almost positive. No, I thought you could switch the benefit between... You're going to make me Google it. I don't know why I'm bothering. You, I can just assume you're wrong about things. You can't switch a headband between... No, no yeah. Just one between three different ones. I don't know how after a year of War for the Crown, I haven't just generally assumed that if we disagree on something, you're probably wrong. You can't switch it between two things. No, it, it's going to be... It's keyed into two. So you can get a plus oh, two yeah, into charisma. And charisma, yeah. And I'll let you put it the into whatever skill you want, honestly. That, that, uh, that, that's what I was going to ask when you came back to me about the skill ranks. Yeah, you can put the you can put the skills whatever you want because she has these prepared for you. I, I uh, am absolutely taking plus four int then. Dora, what do you want? Uh, what would you suggest as a person who doesn't really know? Probably just a belt of plus four decks because you pretty much everything scales off decks. Uh, okay. The... You already have a belt of plus two decks, right? Um, yeah, I have a belt of plus two decks. Then you could also do plus four wisdom. Plus four wisdom was the that. other thing I was thinking, because that gives you will save and that gives you two more grit. Um, that worked. Because you don't have any kind of a headband, and that'll yeah. change your that'll change your core stat, and then you can put that in your inventory. Uh, so that's up to you. The plus four dex will give you plus one to attack damage, AC, initiative, reflex saves. The plus four wisdom will give you plus two to will saves and two grit. Alright, well I can do it with them. Because I okay. already have the belt of dexterity. Yeah, the fact you already have a belt so it's not zero to four. If you didn't have a belt, I'd absolutely say dex. Okay, so you'll take the plus four wisdom headband. Uh, Kahina. I do not have a belt of any type. So I will take a belt... Because I have a headband and a hat and a thing. Or I have a mask and a hat. You have a headband, um, a mask, and a hat. Your face is already covered. I have a headband, a mask, items. and a hat. My face is pretty covered. Um, oh, what you think there, Manshaw? Con? Con. Wisdom? Or all into charisma? <laughs> Con. I would con. definitely say belt. I would con. say con. I would get a My four fortitude con belt. saves are get a, kind of garbage. And, and health is good, and you don't really need physical stats. Inori, so yeah. you're taking the, you're taking the plus four ant failure. Yes. Okay, you can keep whatever two skills you want. Inori. Uh, my belt is uh, there's three skills. It's two, two, and two. So I probably can't. Your, your belt is better than a belt you can get. Yeah. Okay, so my headband is a plus two. So essentially, I could either go a plus four int headband or just add another. skill skill to my headband i'm thinking going two and two on a headband and oh the second stat to be either i don't know con i guess that's probably a safe headband is mental stats and oh it's just meant okay well then it's just int or charisma it's not like wisdom too it, it wisdom charisma it's the uh, the mental stats belts are physical stats headbands are mental stats 
Uh, my wisdom is in the negative. Maybe they're... Mm. That would help with your will save. Yeah, we'll make your will save one higher. But yeah. wisdom, for you, wisdom only gives... Wisdom is plus one to will saves. Uh, I don't... I think wisdom is straight up one third of a cloak of resistance. Uh, it also gives you, I guess, like profession and sense motive. But you draw a lot of stuff from your end. So, so I should maybe just go plus four int. I honestly think it might just be in your best interest to go plus four int. I don't think okay. you're going to get enough benefit from, uh, from anything else. Because you'd get more benefit from upgrading your Cloak of Resistance, which admittedly costs money and it's not free right now, but it's not yeah, that expensive. I was thinking that as well. Let's just do plus four int then. All right. So plus four int for Baylor. Uh, Can I change int? my mind, actually? <laughs> sure. What do you want now? Charisma plus four. Charisma plus four for an elf, uh, how to intimidate. Uh, plus four wisdom headband for Dara. Plus four con belt for Kahina. And a plus four int headband for Anori. And Zalar gives you all of these from the Lion Blades. Apparently fantastic supply lines. And lets you know who are believing tomorrow for the city of Zimar. Traveling south. It'll be a journey, about 200 miles, partially on horseback, partially on ferry, and we will arrive there later next week. If you have any preparations in Opara, your training here is done. You have the rest of the day to yourself, do as you please. So when will we get our um, choices for whoever we will become we'll be meeting our contact in a town in the town of panemona a about 15 miles outside of zimar it is a farming hamlet okay. we have the meeting arranged unfortunately i will not even know what we'll have access to until you arrive there okay now whatever it is you have on your minds I highly recommend resting, studying up as you can and preparing. Uh, well, we have several days on the road, on the road and the ferries to finalize plans. The city of Zimar is a very dangerous place. You are not half as well trained as I would like. And our entire attachment trained, experienced veteran lion blades were taken down in Zimar not long before you were brought here for training. I admit I can only hope that the gods will understand the necessity in sending you in. We are doing what we must here. We understand it's not the best of circumstances, but we will certainly do our best to rectify what has happened. Of that, I have no doubt. The day is yours, Lion Blades. Take it as you will. You are dismissed. I am going home to spend the rest of the day at my estate with my family. That's 
Probably a pretty solid idea. And Nell's gonna head back to the stalwart state. What are the rest of you guys doing with a, a free day and a para before your journey begins again, Baylor? Really have a lot to do. It's it's not my city. Nothing to do but think about what we're going forward into. Try plan. to plan it out. Plan and prepare. Dara? I'm going to go take a very long nap after dealing with frustrating French people. <laughs> uh, she is from Galt. Thank you very much. Ah, yes. Frustrating. Yeah, France. France only exists in strange aeons. <laughs> To be fair, we did go there in our last campaign, but uh, isn't Galt just revolutionary France? No, it's Galt. Pay attention. But yeah, basically. What is it? That's why I went with the French accent. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Dara is gonna pass out. Dara is crashing. Uh, Kahina. I am going to leave and go upstairs to the actual college and hang out and get some inspiration and some bardic meditation. Uh, speaking of inspiration, after Inori's, remind me to tell you guys what that does. I don't think we've talked about it on stream yet. Inori. Uh, I'm going to head just outside of Opara, just, just slight outside, just north of where the White Raven is. And there's there's a hill out there with a lone tree, and one lone tombstone. I'm just gonna chill out there for the rest of the afternoon. Enough. Over the course of the last few months of training, each of you has received. I, I hope everyone has at least a few points of inspiration. I don't think anyone has zero inspiration right now. That would be hard to do. It would be, but I mean, if you messed up literally everything, I guess it's physically possible to come out of this with zero inspiration. I'm pretty sure there was at least one thing that just gave it to everyone. No questions asked. But that inspiration and the five skills or attacks or whatever that you trained in, keep note of. Uh, while you are in Zemar, your specialized training will be of use to you in the form of this inspiration. And it's exactly, if any of you are familiar with the investigator class, it's exactly the same as an investigator's inspiration. Any of those five skills, when you make a check or a roll for that, after you roll it, you can spend one point of your inspiration to roll a d6 and add it to that d20 roll. You can't keep doing that to one roll, but you can do it once. And that represents some of the specialized knowledge and information about Zemar and its people and its culture via, that you've picked up over the, over the months coming into play and helping you edge a situation. Now, you can also use the inspiration for other skills that you did not train but it takes you two uses of inspiration instead of one. And if you use two uses of inspiration, you can also apply it, uh, apply it to a saving throw or an, any attack roll while you're in Zemar. 
uh, Nell, or Nori rather, Nori, you trained melee attacks, so you can add it to your melee attacks for one, because that was one of the things that you trained. Just a d6? Yep, you just roll a d20, and then if it's not good enough for you, you can roll a d6 and add it to it. Now, that in, that pool of inspiration, you're not getting any more. That's your specialized lion blade training. You have however many points you have for the entirety of City in the Lion's Eye. So, make them count. It's kind of like adrenaline surge, right? It's kind of like adrenaline surge. Because, like, you could just add it if it wasn't enough on anything. Yeah. Well, on nice. relevant things. Well, yeah, on anything for two, on things that you trained in for one. Specialized training, more yeah. like. So, so how many, uh, out of just curiosity for everyone to know, Baylor, how many points of inspiration did you end up with? Twelve. Yeah, you had a bunch because you you're the only person who passed all five of your studies. I'm a professional student. That's true. This is you were in your element here. Uh, Nell. Eight. Dara. Eight. Kena. Ten. And Anori. Ten. So they're decent pools. Uh, and y'all ended up fairly close together. Yeah, eight to twelve points each for this. But again, to last you through all of book four. So you have enough to like don't don't hang on to it forever because this only this is only applies to Zemar. Once you leave Zemar, this, spe this special specialized knowledge and training will no longer help you. But uh, it is a very finite resource. Now, as you spend your day out, uh, Baylor still just studying. Dara, I guess when you wake up, or <laughs> when you lay down for your nap, Nell out of your estate, Kahina uh, up above, experiencing what the college has to offer, and Nori out on the hill. Visiting I would your... actually spend a decent portion of my day removing any artistic paintings off of my armor and equipment. Trying to be a little more blend in. Get some better Get some nail polish remover, start rubbing yeah. it on your shield. And uh, Inori out on the hill visiting your father's grave. All of you now have collected some of these ancient pieces of Taldor's history. Regardless of which sign ends up being, which side here ends up being victorious in this war for the crown. You are now inexorably tied to the fate of Taldor. And going forward, Taldor's history. And a lot of what you're doing, it's a lot of behind the scenes, especially here. But a lot of it has gained you great renown throughout the nation. And the weight that you carry with you throughout all of Taldor seems to inherently afford you more of these ancient pieces of history's hidden power. As if they were excited at the, if they were capable of feeling excitement, these rings and swords and whatnot, at the prospect of forging even more of Taldor's legacy. Baylor, you still only have the Envoy ring, correct? Yes. What was the last thing you unlocked? Charm Monster. So now, you know, this ring is giving you a competence bonus on your diplomacy, linguistics, and perform all the time. Uh, that competence bonus was three. It is now five. So just a flat plus two diplomacy, linguistics, and perform. Now, 
in addition, you, I guess just kind of inherently, these items are not sentient. Uh, no, this is not Inori's sword. There's not a CRN living in your ring. But that said, they do have some kind of greater power far beyond what a uh, a regular magical item would afford. And you can tell as you, you probably more than anyone else are more attuned with the actual properties of this ring and probably spend at least some amount of your downtime trying to figure out what all else it could possibly do that this track you're on is really the only way you're going to get any more information into the full powers and background of the ring itself. Uh, Nell, you still only have Koriana's blade? Yes. You have... I have mental magic missile and fire. And it's plus three. It's a plus three defending longsword. You have, men you have magic missile, mental, and fire. So three of the five gems are repaired. So just roll me a d6 just randomly for which of the next gems power you receive. Five, so second half. So you do not have the black and the green. So that's going to give you the green. And uh, with the green gem repaired, you can now also use the power against a poison or any kind of a poison effect. So you have magic missile, fire, mind affecting, and poison. In addition, you gain a plus one insight bonus passively to all saving throws against any of the corresponding effects to the four gems gems that have reactivated. So, how do, how do you want me to write that down? That's I'm not sure. <laughs> it's kind of a tricky one. It's a plus one to saves against the gem things. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna type that and copy it into all three of my saves as a footnote. Okay, yeah, because it's like if, just remember if if you're saving against something that's fire or mind affecting or poison, you just get a plus one. It's an or insight bonus. Missile. Or magic missile. <laughs> it's, a, it's an insight bonus. I don't think or there's pretty much missile. anything else in the universe that really regularly gives insight bonuses. So that's I think that's why it's an insight bonus. It's pretty much going to stack with everything. Especially an insight bonus to saves. It's not that hard to get insight to attack and damage. There we go. There you go. Cool. Yeah, that's perfect. Put in plus one to saves against the jump things. That, that's fantastic because we'll know what that means. I, that, that sounded sarcastic, but I'm serious. That's fantastic. We'll know what that means. And now I have two things affecting my will save. You. Now that you have this almost fully restored, there's just one gem left in the hilt, left cracked. It's not so much a vision, so much as almost just like a memory that just shows up in your mind around the time that you notice the green gem has repaired itself. A memory that feels like it's yours but somehow you just know it came from Koriana's blade. A memory from the fifth army of exploration a few hundred years ago before the war with Kadira, Knight Commander Koriana of Zemar was slain and returned home with her sundered steel shield and this blade. 
her brother, Tadric, is very distraught that she was returning in a coffin and focused only on creating a fitting legacy for Coriana's daughter. He devoted the rest of his life to the studies of metalcraft and magical crafting and eventually managed to infuse a shard of her shattered shield into what was left of her blade to repair it and created a sword that would protect its wielder how Coriana's shield was unable to. Dara, you just have Dignity's Barb, right? Yeah, just, just, you know. You just I'll have the know. ultimate murder destructor 9000 bow. And yeah, the last thing I gave you was it was a plus three, and also you can roll twice to confirm crits constantly, right? Yep. You feel Dignity's Barb awaken fully. It is completely active, and you have access to all of its power. It's a plus four seeking Darkwood Light Crossbow, so that's just an additional plus one to your attack and damage rolls. At the start of every day, starting tomorrow as you travel to Zemar, you're going to roll a d20. If you get a one, a 19, or a 20, you reroll it. Uh, but whatever number comes up on that d20... That number is a critical threat. So you will crit you will crit on 17, 18, 19, 20, and today's magic number. Huh. You Joker's could threaten lying. on a two. You could well, threaten well, on a two. Wait, what's two wait, it was just one, eight, 19, and one, 20? 19 and twenty automatically reroll because those are the ones always missed in 19 and 20 are already the critical threat range for a crossbow. So if you get a 17 or an 18, you're already so good at critting that uh you your magic, uh, the magic of this can't help you any further that day. But, uh, you also, similar to Nell, have this kind of intrusive memory here. As you're looking over it, there's still that inscription, General Garifane, the 7th Army of Exploration, pretty recent history, but you, I mean, you don't study a ton, you didn't, you're not a history nerd, you've never known what that meant. But you get his memory. Him turning the tide of a prolonged and vicious battle with a barbaric Kelid army led by a towering warlord. They were fighting him far to the north in the Saga lands. And through the driving snow of a chaotic blizzard, General Garifane shot a nearly blind bolt. Perfectly into the neck of the Kellid warlord, striking him from his mount. And as the Kellid soldiers watched their leader fall, their charge broke, and Garifade near single-handedly claimed victory on that day. Cool. And that is now the power that you have at Diggity's Barb. Awesome. Kahina, you are the, are the only person that has two. You mm -hmm. have the mask and the standard of conquest. Which do you wish to see improved? Um, I think I improved the mask last time so that it got a plus two for sense motive checks and a comprehend languages once a day. So this time, let's do the standard of conquest. It's got the tech dots and stuff now, yeah. Uh, the yeah. standard of conquest. This is the first time this has been improved, right? 
Yes. You're just barely starting to get the power of this. Mm -hmm. uh, you already have the ability once per day. There's a swift action call for a charge and increase everyone's speed by 20 feet. And, and let them uh, charge without the AC penalty. Bonus to saving throws. Yeah, yeah. And the, that's, that's all the time. Now, yeah, I don't think anybody's been using it. Plus two morale bonus to saving throws. Yeah, I have when I could see her, but she turned invisible. Last yeah, you fight. have to be able to see her in the flag, uh, and you have to be within sixty feet. So it actually doesn't come up as much as you would think, considering she's been using the message spell whisper thing to communicate with you from outside of the danger zone. But if you can see her, you do get plus two to saves. Anyway, now you can activate it a second time each day with a slightly different more powerful effect. Instead of calling a charge and simply making all of your allies move with a magical swiftness, you can... You have two things to do this now. You can activate the banner and teleport yourself and up to five allies as if Dimension Door. Ooh. Yay! Another one! They only yeah. have to be within ten feet of you. So, you can... With this charge... So you gotta touch up with the glaive. You gotta be within Glaive's touching range. <laughs> to hold up the banner and just warp you and you can up save the entire party with that if we're getting stomped. In or somebody once per day. Once per day. So you have once per day you can declare the regular charge for the twenty foot mood spin increase. Once per day you can do the teleport with Dimension Door. Can Good. somebody say put me in coach? Because that sounds like put me in coach. Put me in coach. Inori. You have the Scion's Dagger, and it has not been upgraded yet, right? Nope, the wrist blade thing. Yes, the Scion's Dagger. So as you also start to, it's Scion's Wrist Blade, whatever, I didn't change the name. Uh, you, uh, <laughs> As you also start to prove your legacy of this thing, this thing intricately tied to Teldor's history, you unlock a new power. Uh... I have once per day on here, but I don't really see any reason for this to be once per day. I'm going to take once per day off. I'm just going to let you do this infinitely. It's not too power so powerful. An effect needs to be limited. When you strike a killing blow, you can speak with the recently deceased creature as speak with dead. Uh, within, You have to do it within the next minute. Or the opportunity is lost. And it's a caster level 6, speak with dead, so it's DC 17, if they want to resist it. Uh, that's is there awesome. a, uh, I can a see command this. word here? And that's three questions? Uh, yes, three questions on a CL6. Oh. I can I can already see how this conversation will go down. By the way, I'm known as Anori Almidentho, <laughs> and you just added to my kill count. Bye, thanks, see ya! Okay, bye! Okay, bye! <laughs> Every single one of them. Just like here, another every, notch on the stick. Every time you get a killing blow, you can ask three questions of the of the body within the next minute. Uh, but if they are, well, you just killed them, so they're probably pretty regularly going to try to make the save. Uh, they do get a will save to resist it. And with the way Speak With Dead works is if they resist it, you can still talk to them. But, uh... I think they're not compelled to answer. I have to start carrying a white feather with yeah. me. Actually, they don't get a save if, they're, if their alignment's the same as yours. Even if they want to resist it, if you have the same alignment, they uh, they have to take it. And uh, if they fail, they will answer, tr answer truthfully as well as they can. 
Or if wow. they match your alignment, they'll answer truthfully as well as they can. That's really cool. At the end of the day, would you head back to the Lion's Blade Academy to sleep for the night? All of you, or no, would you stay out in your, in your estate and head in the morning? I would just head out in the morning. Probably head out in the morning, too. Gonna be That's... gone for a while, spend some time with the family. I got the room to shop. myself. It's uh, it's gonna no be... No Nell taking up the other bed. Yeah, you got you have your own cot. So then if nothing really would occur until the next morning. A nice fire day morning as we're getting ready to head out down to Zimar. Probably die, hopefully not die. We'll see how much dying is really involved. Last, last stop. Is there anything anybody wants? before we head down to Zimar. We should probably get rid of the headbands that we replaced. I was about Dang. to say, who... Who wants to sell replaced. some things like Yeah, I had a plus two charisma. I had a plus two int. So we got three plus two headbands. Kahina, you didn't have... You got a belt, right? And you didn't have one at all? Exactly. So I didn't change anything. I didn't get rid of anything. All right, so we just got three headbands to sell. Get rid of those, get rid of any distinctive things, and then be on our way. All right. So, yeah, go ahead and it's Zipara. You can just sell those and put the gold in the party loot sheet. So, you load up for the journey. Uh, as Zalar promised, she will be joining you for as much of it as she can. She's going to follow you as far as Panamona, which is where you are going to meet with your contact and where you're going to receive your new identities. It's going to be a few days of travel because it's quite a ways. You have several hundred miles down to Zimar. Uh, assuming that you are only going to take a wagon or a horse and not walk. I have no idea why it says in here how long it takes on foot. Are you planning on just walking to Zimar? Yeah. <laughs> That's the same reason your GPS says it. It's an option. It's, it's technically a thing you can choose to do. You can walk 210 miles down to frickin' Zimar if you really, really want to. We get there. What do you mean Pytharius took over the country on the ride here? <laughs> Assuming that we're not going to do that because that's stupid. Uh... It's going to take you six days, and you will, as she said, get there on the 20th, uh, late in the next week. The journey is relatively long. It's about 90 miles down the Porthmus River, past the city of Elskulp, newly revitalized, and then some bunch of old trade roads through a vast expanse of grass and scrublands, past another couple of towns, and then either 50 miles down the main highway to Zimar, or 75 miles on the winding back roads. Uh, you are absolutely going to take the back roads. You will not be taking the main city into Zimar. You're trying to draw literally as little attention as physically possible. Now, if it comes up during the journey that you could use your magic to teleport or even or fly into Zimar much faster or down to Panamona much faster, Zaylar would advise against that because no matter even if you even if you're from Zimar and felt com teleport uh, comfortable teleporting in there 
the whole point is to draw as little attention as possible. You are taking back roads and extending your journey by a couple of days. And for the trade-off of it's slightly less noticeable with the paths that you're taking. And the journey is a pretty quiet one, realistically. The only thing you really pass of note is a battlefield in the southern Tandak Prefecture on your about maybe 80 miles outside of Apara for the second or third day. And the bodies have mostly been cleared at this point. But there's very visible freshly turned soil of a whole bunch of hastily done, very recent graves. And the ground is marred with signs of battle. Still smells of death. Pass it. Zaylar would sigh. And look down a bit. This... This is what we are trying to prevent. This happened... a few days before... our final exams. And... this was the site of a civil war. A clash between loyalists and imperialists. Tador's blood is boiling. He is certainly doing his damnedest to incite war, isn't he? A damn fine job of it he has done. I feel... I... should be... more clear. What do you know? of Maxilar Praetorius. Me personally, not a lot. Well, actually, I guess that would be a knowledge and ability check, wouldn't it? Yeah, like a knowledge and ability or knowledge history, but regardless, I'll continue. I'm sure all of you know, at the very least, he is the Aestrategos, Supreme Commander of Taldor's military. And I would hope that Martella has at least told you he claims he was formally adopted by Stavians III hours before the Grand Prince's death. He comes from a long line of commanders and warriors who've always made Zimar proud and he is just below a god to the locals. Do you know much of the Grand Campaign? No. He's... You would all probably know at least the very basics of it. It's the 500-year war Taldor's been in with Kadira until yeah. incredibly recently. But uh, you might not know a whole lot more beyond that without knowledge history checks. But you would all, just living, all of you are from Taldor. You don't know at least that much. Uh, you would know what happened. You would know what happened, yeah. Uh, this was a 524-year-long conflict between Taldor and our neighbor to the south. Kadir has always coveted our southern lands and trade routes, but it's Padisha masters normally keep it in check. But during a succession dispute in the Padisha Empire a few hundred years ago, Kadir has seized the opportunity to quickly invade Zimar and advanced all the way to the Portmas River, which is the river that runs through Opara. So I'll hop us back over here to this uh map of Taldor like this 
This is Casimir up here. This is Opara in the Porthos River. Opara is pretty split, honestly. Sentiments you would have heard even in bits of stints in the town. They captured the whole like southern third of Taldor, basically. The area that is now wholly loyal to Pytherius and his military strength and ability to lead by force. And, uh... This is also something you would probably all know, or at least know where the fourth is, she explains it now. It took our, our nation centuries to retake the lost territories. And only recently, within the last generations, was Zimar freed. There are not only those alive in Zimar who remember its occupation. There are those who were born into it. Its position is not understand, uh, impossible to understand, and their loyalty to Pytherius cannot be understated. But <laughs> if, that, if that is all you know of history, there is even more than that. If you wish, I can give, way, give you a brief glimpse into the history of Zimar and why it now stands and leans as it does. Yeah, please continue. In... Thanks for a second. 4079? I believe. 4078, perhaps? Zimar was one of the first Talden settlements to fall during the Grand Campaign. It was occupied for hundreds of years. Yeah. In fact, to many, uh, they now believe Zimar has been occupied by Kaderians near as long as it's been occupied by Taldins. A misplaced sentiment, but truly, it lasted quite long. The invaders used Zimar as a home base, as a fortified city. As difficult as it was for, their to, for them to take it, it was equally as difficult for us to take it back. Zimar is a near fortress. And from there, the Ember Knight was staged. And the Ember Knight would all be something you'd all be pretty familiar with the general basics of as she continues. They burned all the other towns. To the ground. They launched out from Zimar and burned all surrounding settlements around Zimar to the very dirt. And Zimar was only liberated less than a hundred years ago. But a few decades later, uh, it was recaptured again. Uh, a few hundred years ago, rather. Then a few decades later, it was recaptured again. And it wasn't until 4599 the city was finally returned to Talden, contr uh, Talden control. Do you know who led that assault, Baylor? Let me knowledge history. Pytherius's grandfather, maybe? You know, Around you, there. You, you, you can let me know what history to you to see if you know. That's a pretty solid guess. Twenty-eight. Yeah, you'd know that. You'd know it was Sarius Pytherius, uh, Max Lars' great grandfather. Great grandfather. wasn't sure exactly how many generations it would be, but I knew it yeah. had to be close. Captain Pytherius led a group of soldiers into Zimar and opened the gates for the Taladin army waiting outside. 
were it not for his platoon, Zimar may still, to this day, be under Kadirian control. The people of Zimar rightfully pledge their loyalty to Pytherius and his line. And even if proof of his treachery is unearthed and brought to them, still many of them will cling to his side. I simply want you to understand what you are up against here. The numbers and the weight that opposes you. Oh man, it makes it sound a lot more difficult. Especially I mean, when they love the guy. What What is our specific goal? Just kill him? Like, No. You are absolutely not to make enemies of Pisarius. Not directly. Let me be more clear here. The Lion Blades must retain their loyalty to Taldor, and currently that, that is half to Utropia and half to Pytherius. The papers you have brought us shed light on treacheries that he has brought to head. But we are not yet enemies of Pytherius. You are going to Zimar, hopefully, to make contact with Kilian Keen. If you can meet this agent if he still lives, he can assist you as he can. But you are there to gather information, intelligence. If you unearth more solid evidence of Pytherius' treachery, of his willingness to turn Taldor against itself to achieve the, the throne, then yes, we will authorize you to take him down as necessary. But make no mistake, if you head into Zimar and make an enemy of Pytherius, you'll make an enemy of me, the Lionblades, and Taldor. Understood. Now I do have one more thing for you that could properly be useful. And she uh, takes a wand out of her bag and hands it over to Baylor. This is a wand of sending, fully charged. If you have any questions, anything you wish to report to me, please do not hesitate to use it. I prepare the spell every day as well, so this will be useful, but even well, without you... it, I have ways of contact. This is good. In case you are separated from Zewand, you will still be able to make touch. And I want you to keep me updated, all of you. Anything you uncover, anything you learn, anything you believe merits investigation, let me know. I am your contact, and I am your captain on this, on this operation. I will guide you as well as I can. But you must be my eyes and my hands. And that we will be. Do you have a, uh, a 50 charge wand of sending? You so, can send like 10 texts before you add a minute. What is... 50. I mean, do we know what... I mean, obviously, the, the thing going around is that he's creating these conflicts to make, you know, to authorize the war between Taldor and Kadira. But what is Kadira really been up to? Do we have any idea if they're being hostile at all or are they just sitting back? We do not know. I have reports of Kadiran raids on southern Taldin settlements, but I have no way of knowing which are true and which are false flag operations. Ones orchestrated, perhaps even by Pytharius himself. I do know that under his command, Taldor has struck back. And even if the initial conflicts are manufactured much longer, and they will be real. 
Make no mistake. Right. Uh, even aside from that, there have been sites such as the one we passed, battles of Talden against Talden. Fighting a battle for the throne in the fields of their own accord. Even some factions of the Talden military, the Talden horse, uh, have switched sides, uh, some declaring loyalty to Eutropia and some Vidarius. This matter needs to be settled quickly. If Kadira does not tear us apart, we will do it ourselves. Vidarius is not wrong. The first opportunity the Zikadirans had freed from the yoke of the Padisha, they took the opportunity to wage war and attack in the night, burn Talden settlements to the ground, occupy cities. But this was centuries ago. The world was a different place then. Well, hopefully we can prevent it from becoming somewhat of what it used to be with our efforts here. This is the hope. And then after that six days travel, you would arrive at a tiny farming hamlet off the way of Panamona. 15 miles northeast of Zimar and massive grain fields around the outside uh, with shipments going into Zimar on the daily. It provides most of the grain for Zimar and its people, so it's important enough to have a fairly large inn, but small enough and out of the way enough to be pretty forgotten and not really have much else. As you approach uh, the center of town, you see this building, the Windmill Inn. And Zaylar would finish on this final day. This is our stop. Well, your stop. I will continue on south to Kadira to see uh, what I can discover, and I must meet the contact of my own east of town. But this hamlet, uh, Panamona, has been used for our operations many times in the past, out of the way enough to not merit many guards. As you pull up, you see a sign uh, near the entrance to this red-tiled inn with a, a windmill sticking out of the top of it. It says the Windmill Inn. And four signs on a signpost pointing to Zemar, Landar, the old trade road you came from, and the Zemar Highway. He says, Now, I do not have much information on your contacts. His name is Sarikis. He is a half-elf. He should be here within a few hours. Uh, you need only simply wait in the end and make contact when he arrives. Uh, he will sit in a worn booth near the back in the corner of the tavern. He will be alone. You will reach out to him. Now, I should be back here in a few days. I will not be terribly far uh, in range of that wand, if nothing else. And remember, this is not about the political agenda. This is not about Eutropia or Pytherius at the moment. This is about the security of Taldor. We need evidence of Maxilar Pytherius' wrongdoing. And once you have your papers, make your way into Zimar and to the Sunrise Spice Imports to see if there's any hope left of making contact with Kilian. Do you have any, any last questions? No, you've done the best for us that you could. Good luck, agents. Stay safe, Zaylor. Uh, she opens the door to the carriage. Nods. And you as well. All of you. Sounds dramatic, but 
The fate of Taldor may very well depend on you. <laughs> no pressure. Oh, none felt. It'll, it'll be like a picnic. So all of you get out, and it is the afternoon at this point. So the windmill in is a fairly occupied little building. It's got a decent amount of people inside. And let me... I actually got a map for it, and I got a map for it, I mean, it's definitely not the same map as the place where you thought Mercondus. It's just a very common and practical layout for taverns. Why would you ask? Shut up. Stop metagaming. Uh, you make your way. I mean, they, they put so, these up everywhere. It's yeah, so it's common. Come in a box. My it's a <laughs> So you, uh, you make your way into the windmill inn. When Cyricus arrives, he is going to sit here at this wooden table tucked into the corner uh, as back away from things as possible. What do you do, party? Well, there seems to be a nice conveniently sized table with five seats. I'm going to go have myself a seat. As now moves in and goes to uh, sit down at the head of this other table. Why do you right get to sit at the head of the table? Right in front of the door. Because I sat down first. Door. Oh, okay. He, I mean, that's fair. That's accurate. He uh, he did sit down first. This uh, an older man with a really heavily stained apron approaches and with a cracked smile, missing a couple of teeth, a waved hand. All right, travelers, welcome to the Windmill Inn. What can I get for you to drink? Are you hungry? Got boar on the roast? Sounds delicious. Yeah. That sounds, sounds good. Sounds fantastic. And he comes up, uh, and uh, just whoever's close here with Nori pats Nori on the back. Uh, we got a couple plates out for you. Uh, ales, meads, mead, mead. Yeah, got, sure. Something with a little mead. sweetness to it sounds great. We'll get one of the boys out and take care of you right proper. And he uh, heads back into the uh, the back here. <laughs> so no, give some of this order. Nap or something. If you tell them you want a salad, they may not know what you are asking for. <laughs> Dara, I'm more concerned about my coat. I don't know what was on his hands. It's <laughs> probably a pretty... solid mix across cow manure, dirt, and uh, probably a little bit of food. <sighs> pretty greasy old man. I mean, it you would see him. Boar juices. Yeah, you would see blood. him going around, and he's definitely taking a very direct hand and personally serving out some of the drinks to the men and women up at the bar, uh, bringing some of the plates out himself, cleaning up things. He's he's getting it. He's he's getting his hands very much dirty. And after a, is a uh, suggestion, after a couple of moments, one of the servers comes out with a, a couple plates of uh, a flank of roasted boar and the old man helps carry a couple over to your table as well uh, with a few flagons of meads and beer to whoever ordered what and as he comes down puts them all down That's a long journey uh, you, know, you folk don't look like you come out from Zemar you traveling through from further up north uh yeah where were we going again I'm going to the bottom of this bottle of meat. I know that. That's the final destination, is any. Right. <laughs> Pat you on the back again. Oh, Mayor's Papa. Mayor's Papa Rosso. Just call me if you need anything. I run this place. Okay, Papa Rosso. 
And he's, uh, hey, just don't make sure you don't run off for dropping the coin, but. Oh, we would, we would <laughs> never. Of course not. Well, we'll keep your tab up at the counter. Whenever you find folk are ready to go, we'll deal with you then. You have a pleasant afternoon. Yeah, thank and, you. Uh, thank you. That's back at this man's very, very friendly, very touchy old man. And it uh, goes back to just dealing with stuff behind the counter here. And so you just kind of wait. Like pieces uh, of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's going to be a couple of hours before Syracuse arrives. So how's the windmill in a tavern, everybody? It's great. You That's sat in the chair close to the old man. It's kind of you. You proud to find yourself. Yeah. This is quite literally a southern hospitality. No, yes, like, it is. immediately you. <laughs> I mean, uh, is anybody else a little nervous when he started? Hmm. Not at all. So, yeah. I don't know what asking to say to him. anyone. Asking them. Oh, it's fine. You just get to smile and be friendly. And as, as Kahina's talking, yes, as Kahina's talking, her accent is gone. Oh. She no longer has one. She sounds entirely different. That's that's pretty cool. I can't do that. <laughs> I don't really have an accent, though. Bard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Baylor, did you say something? Bard! So, uh, some hey. of the... Uh... Every now and then a, a server will come by and offer to refill your drinks if you want some more. Uh, if y'all just want to take, like, at most a silver off your sheet. I mean, food's pretty cheap here. It's not going to be, you're not going to be paying any kind of a meaningful amount, really. Uh, I mean, a meal is probably going to run you three copper for. Yeah, like the, the, the meal's going to be like three or four copper. The drinks are probably a copper a piece. It's, uh, it's not going to take a meaningful amount off your sheet. So if y'all want to drop, yep. like, a silver or two, feel yep. free. Uh, real and quick. only drop a silver or two. Don't bring <laughs> any attention to yourself by over-tipping or anything. Yeah, please. Yeah. Not Someone like we normally throw. <laughs> yeah. I mean, normally, like in Marat, it, where we're throwing money, we were throwing... No. Yeah, yeah we're obviously adventurers. We're probably going to have at least enough to get around and do what we need, so just tip appropriately. Are we saying all this at the table? Or, yeah. I mean... It's a pretty loud tavern. Okay. I mean, it's like, 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 not, clear, not like as open not, as yeah, you're not yelling across the table, but like you can but lean like, in. You can definitely like whisper amongst yourself and feel like I mean, no we don't really have to do that. You. I can just say it in their heads. You can also cast message and literally whisper to each other. That's also a thing. Yeah, Kanda possesses magic. Uh... I mean, are you going to cast message and whisper to each other? I don't mean, need magic no need. Yeah, yeah, just lean over and whisper. act like I'm telling a good story or something. And so as the afternoon passes and gets a little closer to the evening, sun, sun starts to go down. So the people have come and gone. You're definitely not the only ones who have sat in here for multiple hours just digging to the bottom of various flagons of uh, ale and mead. But it's, it rotates some you would see someone who looks relatively out of place. Uh, a half-elf, which is fairly uncommon down here, and one wearing a pretty big set brass spectacles and some overalls. Not- I thought he had buck teeth for a second. Horribly twitchy, necessarily, but, I mean, with the point, you all having, what? what's the lowest sense motive, mod motive modifier in the group? Uh, probably me. What do you have? Uh, that's what I'm looking 
Because I imagine most of you probably at least retrain Zero. some into that. Oh, just kidding. Okay, maybe Nell doesn't notice. But uh, the rest of you guys see he's a little, a little uncomfortable. And this half-elf comes in and sits down back in the corner. And as a paparazzo heads over in his uh, fairly loud voice to greet him, Sarkis waves him off pretty quickly. This is probably your contact. So I'm, I'm gonna to stand Kahina. up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere near that. That's all Kahina. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to walk over just very gently and just look all surprised and just be like, I have no idea what, uh, what his name is because I have forgotten what she told me his name was, but I wouldn't use it anyway. Not in public. <laughs> So I'm going to make up a name for him, and uh, his name is now Jasper. Okay. <laughs> and Jasper is uh, Baylor's cousin. Jasper, I can't believe we ran into you over here. I was just over here talking he to... And looks at you with probably exactly that face. He has the token. <laughs> a little uh, off-put. He's like, oh, oh, yes. Right, uh... Follow you to, then to meet with uh, my cousin. Yeah. Hey, we. What? I just. What are the odds? Come on, come, come, have a seat. And so you'll bring him, and he'll pull a chair over and a cop and join you at this uh, at this table here. What? What are the odds of running into your cousin here? Or there. Yeah, and uh, and as he sits down, just kind of looks across the group everybody he takes a pretty good look at all of you uh, adjusts his glasses a little bit and sits down and starts rifling around in a bag all right you're uh you're, you're the ones Cyrus. i just got here from zemar and it's a bad scene guards are checking papers at the gates uh, way more carefully than before and there's lots of patrols in the city sometimes they stop you for no reason and just ask, ask questions Lots of people I know have been arrested for having a fake set of documents, which means we have to do things a little bit differently here. But he's still, right. as he shuffles through his bag, he puts, he starts putting little booklets uh, bound in green and blue with the, as the silver thread onto the table. He says, I had to dig up some genuine identification papers for you. These are the closest I can find the descriptions Zaylar sent. Have a look, see if they're any close enough. You're just gonna have to get creative with your disguises. These are things we can do. And so pick up one and start rifling through. He puts a total of eight sets of ID papers huh. onto the table. <laughs> which oh, you can no. sift through at your leisure. And each of you are going to have to find one of these. <laughs> what? That you I'm, can I'm sorry, is with. that just Dara with a different name? You don't have fantastic options. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but you're going to have to go with what you can. <laughs> this one's literally a halfling. So. Team. So these actually have the pictures on there yes uh they would and they wouldn't look like 
paintings so much is they look like they were just impression. Like like the closest thing Taldor or Galarian would have to a photograph. And you would ask, and uh, Syracuse would nod. It's like, I'm pretty sure it's a spell that was developed in one of the border cities down below. Not not Zemar, but uh, it's some kind of divination. I don't know the specifics of it, but you, you actually literally have to sit for these and they magically put your likeness on the paper. Like I said, you're going to have to do your best. And these are more or less legitimate? These are entirely legitimate. Look, and he, he holds one up to you. Uh, silk thread, silver embedded in the cloth stock, elaborate calligraphy script, uh, these portraits, official stamps from Demgazi. Ridiculously hard to make a good counterfeit. Uh, six months ago, a clumsy one went over his eyebrow, but since all this squabbling started, every guard thinks they're going to be the one to catch one of Utropia's assassins. With you here, maybe they will. Yes, these are real. Do you know whether or not these individuals that the images are from are still alive? Probably. I didn't get to ask a lot of questions. Mm. All I know is that they shouldn't be a problem. If they're if they're up and around, they shouldn't be in Zemar, and they shouldn't be anywhere to cause any kind of a problem. Well, I'm gonna... so <laughs> you <laughs> have oh an interesting pile to sort through here. Any of them jumping out <laughs> to anybody? Anyone, uh... I'm gonna pull Zenobius Bakar. I'm, I'm gonna slide the Argentia over to Kahina. I think this one's perfect. So, Nell pulls up Zenobius Bakar. All of these, as you can see, they have a, uh, they have ethnicity, they've got a name, a signature, they have a city of origin or profession next to the picture. Uh, Sir Bakar is a knight from Lion's Guard. And there he... seems to be only one half-elf. There is only one half elf in this part in this pile. It's definitely Argentea, <laughs> a traveling singer from Opara. <laughs> now, really quickly, let's go ahead and uh, since this doesn't really come up much, cover the disguise rules. Because the closer you can get to a proper identity, the easier your checks are gonna be. If you find someone who is the same gender, race, and age as you, you actually will take a plus five to your disguise checks. Same exact uh, it's not, age it's or same relative age? Same relative age, like age category. So, like, for instance, when you looked at a Zenobius, Nell, you would get a plus five to your disguise checks for disguising yourself as Zenobius. He okay. is a young, Talden male. Um, that all lines up with you. That's You probably need that, so that's useful. Yeah. Let's say our well, only half-elf. disguise half isn't terrible. Baylor. It tries to disguise himself as Argentea. You're not going to get a plus five, but you're going to take a minus two because she's female and a minus two because you're middle-aged and you're going down an age category. So you'd take a minus four on your disguise checks trying to disguise yourself as Argentea, whereas Nell gets a plus five for Bakar. Now, some of you are a little luckier than others here. Uh, not all of you will have access to a plus five. Uh, I think most people that aren't Talden probably don't. Um... So you're going to have to try and get as close as you can. So you were looking at Argentea, Inori? No, 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 I was not. I was sliding out over to Kahino. No, 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 uh, no, no, you would, no, only, no, you would actually no, only no, take no, a minus no, two no. for being Argentea because you have to disguise yourself from human to half-elf. But I was looking at... Uh, Kadonia. Kadonia, yeah. 
probably the closest to me that I could do out of all these. Uh, Cadonia, Cadonia, you would hair. take you would take no penalty for. This is a young, tall and woman. Uh, Inori would just have to dye her hair. You'd get the my hair. You'd I get the wait. plus five. I mean, dye washes out eventually. It doesn't stick. I've tried. As you're, uh, as you're looking through this and arguing, Syracuse goes on a little bit. Oh, they're being a whole lot more picky than usual, but let me tell you what you're going to want to look for here, what you can. Uh, you're going to have to present these papers to the guards at the gates. They'll take a quick look at the documents, check you match the image, the description. Uh, if you're carrying a lot of valuables or any kind of magical goods, you're going to seem suspicious unless your profession is some kind of noble or scholar. So... Keep that in mind. If you want to carry anything magical into Zemar, you're gonna need a prof you're gonna need an ID that suits that. This and he points to uh, Carl Langbing. This farmer is gonna get a lot of questions carrying magic or even a weapon at all. Whereas, and he talks down to Basilia. Uh, if you take this one, you can pretty much carry anything you want in the city. So, uh, do we? Would we like to be Zadim and Basilia, a couple headed into? Zamir, Kahina. So you're looking at a uh, Zadim, who's Zadim. a Kelishite. I'll say Kelishite's close enough to Osirian that I think Osirian might actually be a type of Kelishite. That might match. Well, when I mean, dude, there's the only one Garundi, and it's a dude. Unfortunately for Kahina. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That yeah, might. Actually... I just have a lot of magical items on me, so I would rather do the blacksmith because they probably carry some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Would a knight be allowed to carry, like, basic magical stuff? Because I you don't have be a lot of fancy. To, you wouldn't be questioned for weapons and armor, maybe for a lot of magical stuff. Well, like a headband and a belt? Well, there's nothing uh, saying that I can't take two of these and go in as the... Osirian uh, is a type of Gurundi, actually. Osirian, oh, it is. Osirian's like an option to Gurundi. So uh, you you would take mm -hmm. the minus two for going Gurundi to Kelishite? But you'd be otherwise okay. So then you'd be better off as the farmer. Uh, the farmer is 62. Oh. Baylor. She would take a minus four <laughs> for going two age. Minus two age categories. makeup. <laughs> Body paint time. And as usual, we have cool art assets on the stream. Thank you, Bren, for putting all of these ideas together for me. Oh, wow. Very nice. Yeah, these are not from the book. Ren made all of these. Uh, the book... I couldn't even tell. The book has <laughs> a small little table. But uh, with, with a name... Couldn't think to throw white hair on any of them, huh? Cool. Hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> he picked out everything. I gave you the... I gave her the info. She made the cards. I kid, I kid. So, um, Nell, are you going to go with Zenobius? Yes. All right, then I will add this to your... Uh, who else am I going to be? Like, <laughs> this is the closest thing to me as possible. I will go ahead and add that to your editable in your journal. All right. So you can do whatever you want with that card. And I guess tell me what is and is not appropriate to carry, because I, I know my armor and, and weapons and stuff is. He go over but... some basics. Your armor and weapons are fine. If you're carrying a mountain of magical, uh, a ma mountain of magical gear, you might get more questions than you're looking for. What if I only have like the basic three? I didn't stop to ask him exactly where the lion was. There. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna 
not have a belt, like that's just unreasonable. No one's going to question me having a belt. Right. Most of the time, if they don't have any reason to, they're not going to check. They're just going to look you over, ask if you have anything you're not supposed to bring into the city, and then probably let you go. So if you don't have anything super objectionable to make them inspect further, you should be fine. Well, I think if I were going into the city with my wealthy baroness wife, I would be allowed much more leeway in carrying magical items, especially if it were for her protection. If you want to take this the Alhadir and blend it with the Baroness, yeah, I can't imagine they're going to ask a whole lot of questions of the Baroness. They don't want to get fired. <laughs> That's probably well, then, the safest one we have, realistically. I'll take the Baroness and hey. the Half-Elf. You're going to take two of them? Two. Because a Baroness can get into some places better than a better than a singer, and a singer can get into some places and get more information than a Baroness. Fair enough. But you have a minus four on the Baroness for going to Talden, and because she's middle-aged. No, I don't. You do. I mean, I do. <laughs> you you I mean, absolutely do. Unless you, they uh, they're gonna do do they detect magic? Yeah, you get all the bonuses Everybody? from the greater hat of disguise, but that still gives you like a a, a thing. It gives you a, a, mm -hmm. a numerical amount, which you still take a minus four to. So it's okay. still gonna be really big, but it will end up with a minus four. Oh well, if you would like to be the merchant instead, I mean, oh, I guess Inori is the merchant. I figure I could probably get away with some magical stuff on me because I'm trying to sell it, right? Right. It makes sense. Um, know the efficiency of your wares. Merchants yeah. a wealthy like, oh, class. I wouldn't leave this ring. You know. <laughs> Turn into a halfling. I can't imagine yeah. they're going to ask a ton of questions of a merchant. No, that would be understandable. That's a the, that's a safe one too. Perfect for me because I don't like to answer a lot of questions. All right, so you want to take the merchant. I I have uh, given you the access to the merchant's thing, so you can do that. And in your journal, you should be able to put any notes or anything on there that you need. Okay. And let me keep going here. Uh, since I don't, these take me a minute to assign to you guys, for now I'm just going to give you the Baroness, because that's what you're going in with. Mm -hmm. So you want to take Basilia? I'll give that to Kahina. And you should have the ability to edit that one freely. And you want to be the blacksmith, Dara. Unless, uh, unless Baylor, what will you pick, Baylor? If if you have any preference, I can shift. There's not a lot of great options for me. Yeah, Baylor's kind of got the bad times on this one. Baylor's gonna have it a little rough. Uh, the closest you have. The Baroness is actually the best for you. Oh, really? Baroness, ah. The Baroness <gasps> and the Singer, because those are both two things changing. Uh, gender and age for the Singer and uh, race for the Baroness. So you're a minus four on both. I don't Would think there's anything here that's be better than minus four. Well, you are carrying a lot of magical objects. Wait, he does carry a lot Baylor of magical stuff. have that spell to... That's they why he asked if they were dead. Dead is the thing. We could always try and see if they're dead. 
he needs a piece of their body. I've read of oh, magic. I can do it with an image. Oh, you yeah, can do you it with can an look image. at it. You have images, but yeah, none of these people are dead. But, I mean, we could no, find one and make them I... dead for the purposes of a spell. No. That's probably not a good thing. So really, I, like the only, the two that will give Baylor a minus for are Argentea and Basilia Iconian. So... Well, it might be better if he can do the bitterness to bring in so many magical. That's objects. fine. I'll go in as the as the half elf. Okay. Well, Baylor, do you want to be the Baroness? <laughs> I mean, do I have much of a choice? You have eight choices, actually. You can be the halfling if you want to. It's just woefully inadvisable. <laughs> I hope everybody's preparing your new accents, by the way. All right, well, then in that case, if Baylor is going to be the Baroness, let me <laughs> give you access to this card. I'm just trying not to get any sun. So I'll give you the singer, Kahina. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're also, it's just a minus two for all you, swapping race and swapping to half elf, so minus four on. How did this guy give you, like, the spell gives you, like, plus 20 or something ridiculous? Yeah. It's plus a huge 10. bonus. Is it it's plus 10? plus 10. Okay, plus 10 minus four. So it gives you a plus six. And I have a bunch to my disguise anyway. Yeah, while you're swapping this. I mean, it's still going to be a huge benefit. But I have to. Uh, I'm trying to give these all to each of you properly. All right, Kahina. You are the singer. And Dara, you want to be the blacksmith. Yeah. Good at blacksmithing crossbows. <laughs> have fun being married to Baylor. <laughs> well, oh, good God! Dara gets right. around. Dara's pretended to be married to someone for pretty much the entirety of the campaign, so that's hardly new at this point. True. Alrighty, so and you have you have six grit now because you took the wisdom thing, right? Uh, seven. Seven grit. Yeah, that's girth. Girthy grit. Girthy grit. Girthy grit. All right. Uh, like I'll have you nice. roll that d20 to see what crit threatens at the start of the first fight on each day. Yeah, it's fine. In case we don't, because we won't, like, regularly get into battle. I mean, the goal is very much to get into fights as little as possible. Yeah. So you've all got your various IDs here. <laughs> the next step, we get into character. Oh, jeez. So, you guys I'm need ready. some disguises <laughs> before you head to Zemar. So as you get them all, he puts the uh, the extra ones back in his bag. He says, I, you're going to need to get all of that on before you actually head into Zemar. You don't want to go in looking like you're, you're too well known. I'm honestly surprised that the Lion Blades felt safe sending you in here so close. Uh, I, I could say you a couple things that'll help. I got a couple magic items, some disguise kits, all kind of outfits out in my saddlebags. Uh, the horse is out in the stable. I can go grab whatever you need. Awesome. We'll definitely need uh, that would be very helpful. Some of that. I'm gonna need some help. Yes. I'm gonna need a <laughs> need a wig, a big wig. All right. So, uh, anything you want to buy that is pretty, pretty much anything. It's like a mundane outfit, or if you want to buy a disguise kit, uh, which is an actual thing. And outfits all have different kinds of prices depending on what it is that you want to do. A disguise kit is eight pounds and 50 gold but it has a huge amount of uh 
makeup, prosthetics even, for, you know, fake half-elf ears for somebody. Uh, even some fairly basic colored contact lenses, wigs, and bits of outfits. So it gives you a plus two on a disguise check if you use the disguise kit to prepare the outfit. And you can use it ten times before it's exhausted. Uh, he has... Let me see. What's he got? He has a disguise kit. He has a healer's kit. He has four artisan's outfits, an entertainer's outfit, a noble's outfit, uh, three pocketed scarves, and a and two potions of invisibility. If there's any situations where you uh, you know need that, that he can sell at market price. I also think that um, it was mentioned. I almost feel like, do we have a trunk big enough? that Baylor could just cast invisibility on himself and we'll just put him in the trunk? Just but he would not into... be able to walk around town at all. Besides, I'm, if you're trying to get in the gate that way, with, with baggage that size, I'm certain they're going to check you out. Anyways, um, you know, the uh, it was mentioned that couples would be less scrutinized than uh, singles, so it might be beneficial if uh, the merchant, Inori, and the knight, or the knight and the opera singer were to pose as a couple. You definitely want to be careful in the numbers you're bringing in there. You want to give them as few reasons to look your direction as possible. And if you if you walk in through the gates like you're going to, Dal to Daldaris land with your kids for a day, they're going to stop you and inspect you a whole lot more thoroughly. Uh, so I recommend singles or pairs. I'm so, one disguise confident. kit is all we got. One, I mean, we'll share it. It's got plenty of stuff in it, but the things are heavy. It couldn't fit that many in, and I had to come on very short notice. Sourcing these papers was challenging. Okay, so how much would a, uh, a how much is everything? Well, you want to uh, <laughs> you want to take our break right here while you yeah. guys because you can just look up the market prices of all these various. I'll copy paste into the chat what it is that he has. And like I'm these are all. Knight wears a noble's outfit. Probably, these are all actual like things you can look up and see a market price on. Uh, that's everything he's got. Absolutely free to look up and figure out any of those for a moment while we take up a, get up and take our bathroom break and whatnot, and chat. So, the envoy ring. <laughs> yes. The Envoy Can... Ring does not disguise you as a specific person. No, it, it doesn't, but it, it puts me in a noble outfit. Can that be a female noble outfit? <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. The ring does not have the ability to determine your gender. There you go. That is only for you, Baylor Landless. And it also specifically makes, like, racial traits dulled some. Yes. So, like, half-elf ears would look le more human if, if I'm in an area where it's mainly human. If you use the Envoy Ring and then disguise yourself, I won't give you the minus two for swapping to human. So you're only taking the minus two for swapping to female. I will absolutely at least let the Envoy Ring get rid of that for you. Because you do have that, and that does definitely make sense. So well, if you fit the criteria for all your stuff, then what do you get? You said it was like a you plus... You get a plus five. Oh, uh, plus so five Nell and Anori both get plus fives. Baylor is going to take a minus two 
with his Envoy Ring. Uh, Kahina's gonna end up at a plus six because they had a disguise, but she's gonna take a minus two for going to... Is it only... Wait. You know, what else are you doing? You're I just switching a, to half-elf. I, I have a, a half... The half-elf is... And uh, going from Gurundi to... Um, or light-skinned, I guess. I'm pretty sure... Okay, well, it's actually still just a race change. It actually... I was thinking about that wrong because you were going mm -hmm. to a very different race. Uh, it's the same penalty for Gurundi to Talden as it is Gurundi to Half Elf. So you actually only uh -huh. have a minus two. So if you get plus 10 okay. from the Hat of Disguise, you're at a plus eight on yours. Uh, Dara. Yep. You... I have a 14 modifier. <laughs> Dara oh, going to this guy. I'm going to give you a minus one because, like, Kalashite and Gurundi are really close. So I'll give you a minus one instead of a minus two, because it's like a really minor race change. It would be okay. more the features of like the extremities of your face or something very. Yeah, it's like it's that. not a severe change. So plus five for now. This is from your disguises, just just from the disguises, discounting everything else. Plus five for now. Plus five for Nori. Minus two for Baylor. Minus two for Kina. Minus one for Dara. Okay. We did pretty good actually. We came out we came out pretty well here. Now I hope you all are very happy with your choices. Because this is pretty much this is pretty much your this is basically your character for book four. Uh, oh boy, this is who you have papers for. Uh, and since guards are literally doing like random stop stopping frisks on the safe on, on the street, it's dangerous to ever walk around outside this persona. You live in these disguises now. Get used to your new names. Get used to your new identities here. This is going to be, uh... Well, it's going to be an adventure. I'm really sorry to... I would like to apologize personally to Mancha for the choices that he was left with. And I would like to personally thank you for making this interesting for me and giving me all sorts of fodder for the next, what, month and a half? Oh, it's going to be a minute. Well, I will let you in on a thing, and you can place the blame how you so choose. When I was looking through these disguises uh, and the list that they have, we have one more player than usual, and obviously we have Baylor, who I realized was not going to be a very good fit, necessarily, for any of these disguises. I actually had designed, I think, Three bonus ones? Three more? Two more. I've made two more. I made Lysias, a male half-elf clothier from Apara, and Degu Kairos, a male Garundi alchemist from Casimir, to give some better options to the party. But Bryn thought it'd be way funnier if we made you pick a female profile person. Wait so. a I did agree, to be fair, so I can't wholly blame her because I absolutely agreed. But, uh. See, I'm gonna blame Paizo for not having middle aged half elf representation in the, in the artwork there. Bren was the one who convinced me to not add extra personas and to just make Baylor choose from these. Uh, no, we actually. We die next time. It'll be fine, Baylor. I've been doing it for the whole. If campus. you don't think I'm gonna chase him around the house with a wig and a scarf and try to take pictures of him, you are sadly mistaken. Because I. Well, the good news is you didn't end up. You're. I think you're a little better off than we thought. We thought you were gonna take Argentea because she was the only half elf. But I forgot you have the envoy ring that can actually let you change races. So 
the Baroness works out, but I was really excited about young half elf and pop star from Opara. Baylor. <laughs> was... I, I mean, the Envoy Ring also gives me bonuses in perform, so. Do you <laughs> want Argentina? Do you want to switch back? Do you want I to do be not. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be. He wants to play a fussy old lady. I so want to be the Baroness because if I'm going in with somebody, I can be like, I'm too important to talk. You. <laughs> this so, is true. What all? Uh, what all are you buying from Cyricus here? If you buy the disguise kit, it's got it's eight pounds. Someone has to carry it. It's a bag of holding, probably. It's got ten uses, and setting up your disguise with that gives you an additional plus two. I don't Fifty want gold. Any of this stuff. But we have to because we I, don't I, have I any mean, clothes or the wigs or anything. Does it? I does do. It, does it keep? like taking a use every time you use it even if you're doing the same disguise i will have it take a use per day so you'll just if you want to use it you decide to start a day if you want that plus two or not so if you're doing something more questionable maybe use a disguise kit for a little bonus like i don't know trying to get in the gate in the first place probably seems like a generally good idea oh i need to shave and have a haircut you need to shave <laughs> <laughs> you need a waxing yeah, and I was about to say, you gotta shave a lot more than your face. Oh, boy. Well, as you're preparing, <laughs> what all party, what all do you want to buy from Cyricus here? Um, Probably definitely the, the Skies kit, though, right? Of course the yeah. Disguise. That's 50 well, gold. I mean, we're, we might need, like, seven of them, but we'll get the one now. <laughs> yeah. Buy one now. Uh, grab one now. Um, I'll take the Entertainer's outfit. Uh, all right. Um, and you said the... Uh... Uh, just artisan's outfit is that just like regular outfits that people wear around Dimar? Uh, yeah, especially as a blacksmith, that's exactly what you'd have. The entertainer's outfit is three gold. Okay. The artisan's outfit is one gold. So we'll come out with glasses. An artisan's outfit is basically anybody with the profession. Okay. I'll take the uh, scarf. Blue collar outfit. Let people Let know see. you're a working man. Is there anything that matches my picture? Eyeglasses are five gold, and he doesn't have any. Oh. He's got some on his face. He has <laughs> one parent he needs them to see with. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sure for ten gold he can find his way home. I would say if a disguise kit is 50 friggin' gold, I'd say there's a pair of spectacles in there. Okay. Okay. Cool. Are they going to gonna disappear after 24 hours? <laughs> well, I can bring them. I only need them for close vision, so I just bring them, you know. Like, sometimes we'll forget them. And besides, the scarves, squid? Uh, scarves, what are they again? Pocketed scarves. It's Let not me very consult expensive. the compendium of Google. A pocketed scarf is literally a scarf with pockets. It's not magical, so it's probably not very expensive. It is Archives of Nethys is loading. Archives of Nethys is loading. It is... Oh, they're very fancy, actually. It's eight gold, uh, okay. but it's very elaborately made and gives you a bonus on sleight of hand checks to hide objects oh. you can hold in your hand. Yes, please. 
I'll take one of those. So yeah, I'm those, up to those are one of your level one rogue items that make it really easy to, put, to sneak a dagger into anywhere you want. Level one rogue item, uh, yeah, pretty pretty solidly. Mm -hmm. So those are eight gold. And the uh, the last thing, because I actually didn't like this up either. This guy has so much stuff, I couldn't look at them all. The uh, I have no idea why he has a cloak of the hedge wizard. <laughs> In case you want. A cloak of the hedge wizard for some reason. What was that? Um, In case you were showing up claiming to be a wizard and not being a wizard. I guess, yeah. I yeah, could do to, that. Fit, to fit a wizard, guys. Because, yeah, it doesn't do anything to be this particularly useful for disguising. So, it's not. If you're claiming to be a wizard and you need to demonstrate that you are a wizard. <laughs> oh, that's nobility. true. It lets you cast spells. Cloak of the Head Wizard actually oh, gives you. That's cool. It lets you it lets you at will cast resistance and once per day cast shield or endure elements. It will allow you to cast spells if you have no magic and are trying to pass as having magic. Dara, <laughs> you want to be a magician? Dara's a blacksmith. Blacksmith, but still, he loves <laughs> magic so much. Maybe something interesting. This is for this is for a wizard. You guys need to take this seriously. Xenar's not playing it. games. Wizard uses magic. Magicians hide scarves in their sleeves. Hmm. Uh, well, the with that scarf, of you can hide sleeves this... in your scarf. <laughs> I can hide this is for a magician. <laughs> and he holds up the pocketed scarf. Yeah. I mean, That's you have a wizard. That merchants would wear? I, I mean, I'm just in a trench coat here. The artisan outfits. The yep. artisan's outfits, nobles' outfits. Go with, go with the disguise kit from there. Uh, I guess I'll take... Is there another one of those artisan outfits? Yeah, he has like four of those. Give me an artisan outfit, please. One gold, artisan's outfit. One gold, mine. I already have a noble's outfit, so I don't need anything. So each of you... Are we going to buy the potion of invisibility? Yes, he does have two of those, if you want them. Might as well grab those and add them to the party loot. Each of you is going to uh, take it in turn to head out to the wash with your new outfit and this disguise kit to prepare as well as you can to get into Zemar today and disguise yourselves. I'm not going to have you roll the disguise checks yet. Disguise checks are secret, but what I think is more fun than secret is just not having <laughs> you roll it until it's relevant. Oh, so, that's evil. <laughs> you... Uh, you, you could look like take, absolute garbage. You can yeah. absolutely take 10 on them. Uh, I don't know if disguise is a thing for taking 20. Probably not. Because it, it seems like if you could take 20 on disguise... Like, you have time. You're not trying to hastily done disguise. So actually, I don't see why not. You, uh... Well, I guess it would just take an inordinate amount of time. Because it takes one D, it takes ten to thirty minutes to make a disguise normally. So since it takes so long, I don't think it can really take twenty. Because taking twenty would be like two hours of dressing yourselves up. So you simply don't have time for that right now. So uh, but you, like every day. you could definitely do that in the mornings. But uh, can I still get the plus two to my disguise for trying to appear as not myself? For like completely redoing my hair and everything. Well, that's the that's the plus five now because you're that's part that that's turned okay. into the plus five, so it's been upgraded. Uh, so, so what? So I also have for persona fits. I have plus two for disguise, and then I have a grit thing that I can do plus ten for disguise. So I'll do that when that rolls. 
Uh, yeah, you would use it now. And okay. so if you wanted to spend one grit, yeah, then you would have a plus 10 on your disguise check when you need to roll it. Um, okay. You... Yeah, you use it when you're getting your disguise on. So uh, you, you would say you want to do that now. Spend okay, the grit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but all of you... Well, get ready. Get as ready as you can. Is there anything anybody else needs or wants or has questions about while we're beginning the disguise adventure? Where's Boo Boo? Boo probably not coming to Zemar, but he, you may have told him to meet you here later and he'll show up at a later occasion. <laughs> That's kind of what I figured, because I don't want him going to the city. He's definitely not here right now. Yeah. You can definitely stay in Panamona if you want, in this this outlying village. You yeah, can I'd be fine here. with that. Like, the, the whole purpose of me taking that feat was to bring him along just yeah, into the city. He can definitely come down and stay in Panamona and not really have a problem. As far as weapons on our disguises, how would that how's that going to work? Uh, it depends on if it's part of your disguise, if you can get away with it. I have to protect my wife. She is delicate and, you know... Yeah, I mean, it's perfectly reasonable for a, a blacksmith to have a weapon. <laughs> so, oh, chat's right. We need new art. Don't worry. I'm way Prepared. ahead of you. Oh, Let me turn this. So scared. And wait for it. Here we go. Here. We go. I have to turn it on token by token. But, uh. We have new. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh. These uh. are your new tokens. I see nothing but a black screen. Yeah, I've got to go around them in a circle. I have to turn them on one at a time. That's all of them. Oh there you go. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. That's the best. So, <laughs> 10 to 30 minutes for each of you preparing yourselves means that at the end of uh you don't have to all go literally one at a time as you make your way out make sure we pay a, before we leave as ourselves fairly safe place and yeah you, you, yeah pay your tab as you before yeah. you leave and return under your new guys here with syracus the five of you would now be sitting around the table as a baroness a blacksmith a knight a merchant and a traveling singer you should all have control of your tokens and be able to edit them and stuff. Yes. Yay. It should all, this should just be your whole, your full token. It's just that, uh, it's not your, your token. You know, it's good enough. And so as you all sit back down and Syracuse is counting his coin and going through some things he has. So, all right. There's a couple of final things you're going to need to know if you want to get uh, if you want to get into Zimar safely and then you hear a voice shout in through the doorway oh no as four guards bust in through the door and the one in the front is immediately shouting evening ladies and gentlemen everyone please stay where you are we need to check everyone's papers before you're allowed to leave and uh, Cyricus immediately turns to you, his eyes wide. He's like, someone tipped him off! What's that here for me? You want to help me? Okay, easy enough. And uh, 
Two of them, as they come in and start to uh, move through the inn, two of them remain by the door, uh, keeping their position as the other two start to go around uh, counterclockwise and just kind of asking for papers as everyone stops, sighs, puts down their drinks and food and starts fishing around their bags for their paperwork. Oh, darling, oh, not again. This is ridiculous. You're, I cannot believe they're going to put you through this again. It's just it's like they don't even know who you are. And I'm going to stand, get up and stand next to my wife, kind of wedging myself a little bit like next to her chair, scooting past on the other side of the guy. So he'll be kind of blocked behind me. And he can hide away. Or hide or something. Okay, so you can uh, kind of like switch places with them here. Yeah. yeah. And as the uh, guards go around and keep checking, they've gone through a few people and they start to head towards the bar. And uh, Papa Rosso <coughs> comes back out from the kitchen in the back where he was readying something. He waves his hands. Yo, get out of here. You bugging, bugging my people for no reason. You got no grounds for this inspection. We all good people at Taldor. And he, and he physically comes up to one of the guards. He's like chewing him. He's like, get, get out. <laughs> and uh, the two guards at the door uh, notice the commotion here. And uh, the guard closest to him just holds him back. And says, Sir, officials see my business. Got a tip. Something uh, something may be happening here in Panama today, and I apologize we have to get you involved. Please stand back. And he's like, there's nothing going on here out of the ordinary. You come in here every other week, bugging my fine folk coming in, and it just keeps on going off. And yeah, uh, From where I'm at at the table, I'm going to say over to the two guards at the door, he's disturbing the peace. Won't you do something about this? He's ruining my meal. And the, uh, the soldier... Next to Paparazzo, looks over towards the door and nods to the two guards at the door. And the two guards come go, down go, go, go. and <laughs> physically drag Paparazzo back into the kitchen where uh, you hear some impact. Oh, no! And oh, I'm going to. <laughs> no, no, Paparazzo! Yeah. I'm going to uh, come over, not like coming up to the guards, but just nearby saying, thank you so much for dealing with that disturbance. It's much nicer to eat in peace. And, uh, <laughs> Run! <laughs> Run, little... The guy I'm going to uh, and... hold out my papers towards uh, them. Yeah, I'll be the walking forward with my turns papers. and licks down. Oh, okay. And so he licks down at your papers and, and nods his uh, apologies. We had to handle this how we do. Sometimes things are difficult and it's troubling times. I and, uh, completely understand. It's all necessary. <laughs> he steps up to you, and uh, Zadim and Vasilia approaching with their papers, and Syracus looks across the table to Kadoni and Argentea. Like, do, do, do we go now? Oh, sorry. <laughs> do we? What are we doing? You're supposed to be running. Okay. Get out the door. And he, so he, he kind of crouches down behind the uh, table here. And they either the guard looks down as you all kind of start hard, uh, crowding him here and puts up hands like, please, please uh, just wait where you are. 
We'll get around to you as we can. We're trying to do this in an orderly fashion so everyone can return to their days, uh, return to your we meals. the same one yesterday. I mean, this is like practically a plague of this place. I cannot believe we have the guard, left. Uh, as you come, he looks very quickly down. He like just glances at Zenobius's papers and back up at him and nods and just glances at yours and up at you and nods. He's going very quickly. Have a have a one. Syracus bolts out the friggin' door. Syracus is Syracus goes. He goes for him while he has the opportunity. And uh Yeah, once my papers are checked, I'll head back to my seat. And after that, the uh two other guards come back out from the back and uh head back over to the door. And take their place. And they keep going around for a bit. Seeing, <laughs> just inspecting uh, all the patrons down at the bar at the last table here. And as they get through this last table, uh, he looks down at the last paper and looks up to the guards at the door and just shakes his head. And the two guards move back outside as the other pair leave, uh, join, uh, move to join him. Um, turns his head. Apologies. Pleasant evening to everyone. Zimar above all. And a couple people kind of half-heartedly. Zimar above all. And the group of them make their way back outside. <laughs> I'm just grinning and annoying. It's like, they didn't even check our papers. They would have come by so and easy. checked yours, too. Yeah, they would have come by and just very briefly glanced oh, at yours. Yeah. Just barely oh. looked at them. Yeah, they just been like, look. <laughs> yeah, they just, they're just barely doing the, the slightest inspection. Just look, just glancing and moving on. It won't be that easy when we get closer. Should probably go. I mean, maybe the dude in the back might need yeah. some of your medical attention, if you know what I mean. We do not know him. I feel like we should leave a tip and leave. Yeah. Provided a good meal, but at the same time. Provided a good distraction. <laughs> we are not bars. Getting in, getting in the way of the law. Exactly. Can't be doing that. <clears throat> not in Seymour. Not anywhere. This is Taldor. So I hate this song. I'm giving the I'm giving the I'm, <laughs> I'm giving like, Inori my pride. The Inori the look is yes. This sucks. Suck it up, Buttercup. We gotta go. So as uh, all of you get up and make your way out, uh, as you've been just kind of left here, you don't have horses or anything now. Uh, the rest we of the journey... We carriage? No, she dropped we you off We got dropped here. off you here. Got, oh, your yeah. Uber dropped you off in Panamona. You, uh, you don't okay. have your carriage. You don't have horses. Uh, you're going to be walking the rest of the way into Zemar, which is going to take you eh, a couple of hours. Maybe it's 15 miles. It's not horrifically far. So are we supposed but to like know each other? I don't. Dang it. What? I am also concerned. I, I don't keep a third level slot open. I looks like carriage conjuring purposes. <laughs> what, Dara? I was also concerned about the last thing that the man wanted to say. I don't know if we should loiter. He's gone at this point. He's not coming uh, back. Well, <laughs> like sent to the okay. Well, I still think we should go separately. Uh, mm -hmm. 
All right, I will meet you all at the drop location. I thought you were. I'm gonna start walking. For something, what the heck? What me now? Yeah, you are the only other male. So what? They singles are fine. They wanted couples that were straight. So oh, no, were... they said no gay couples. Is that different? Yeah, because you can go alone, but going oh, as a gay couple would raise suspicion. Well, no, they, yeah, said they were super conservative. You said. Super conservative, hey. right? As you but, get out and you're discussing how you want to do this. Which means it's safer for me and or Anori to walk this, with you than it would be safer than for me and Anori to walk together. You see the, and hear Syracuse poke his head out from behind the stables on the side of the end. Hey! Come here! Uh, Why are you still here? Why are you still... What? I'm gonna walk over to him. And, uh, <laughs> as you guys walk over, he is just unloading uh, his saddlebags here. He's like, here, take all of this. No charge. Don't worry about it. I... You saved me back there. That was guaranteed torture. And uh, so everything else that he has, the cloak of the hedge wizard, the other potions of invisibility, if you didn't take them, two more parked scarves, the rest of the outfits, he just hands them all to you. Nice. Um, just... <laughs> <laughs> Fine. You, you know what? Sure. Awesome. No, uh, forget it. I'm, I'm a joke. It's a joke. Get out of here. If it wasn't for you, I'd be halfway back to Zemar to the bottom of Abadar's pillar and never see the sun again. So, it's more than fair. And he pulls out whatever gold you would have paid him for his things, but hands it back out to you. I'm going to put on a pocketed scarf because I think it looks nice. Fair enough. I would now, tell you that it doesn't. You look like a fool. You're gonna wanna <laughs> That's get, the point. You're going to want to get down to Zimar soon. They shut the gates from sundown to sunrise. No one's allowed in or out without official business. Shouldn't the Baroness be in a horse or something? I, don't I think didn't she bring you a spare horse. Maybe we, we can, can crowdsource one. And It'll be fine. Looks over at his horse and back at you. Aren't there horses <laughs> out behind this bar that are people's horses that this we could... Isn't, you could take them. This isn't like a big enough hamlet to have a stable where they sell horses. But no, there... I mean like people that are patrons in the bar have horses outside. Sure, I'll say there's D four other horses out here. One. Feel free to feel free to steal like a horse. In the bar. It's a this tiny is not little a very hamlet. Big town. Yeah, it's a very okay. small place. Uh, this is like stockies, but worse. This is basically stocky. It's a little bigger, better. Than I'll stockies. walk. I have no problem with walking. I do it a lot. There's, if you want to steal somebody else's horse, there's one other horse out here behind the tavern, tied to a hitching. It's literally just a hitching post. It's barely a stable. It's, a full, it's two fences and a post. Would you like to ride, darling? Or are you okay walking? I feel a horse would fit the disguise better. You can take my horse. <laughs> give the, give him some money for the flip horse. Flip him the cost of a horse. Yep. Figure out some other way to get back. All right. I need to find me a new line of business. <sighs> I have an aneurysm. <laughs> Like, do you need anything else? Be good. Can I leave forever? Yes. Ideally, and never see you ever again. I'll, I'll walk up to him and be like, I say you did a fine do- job, sugar, and I'll kiss him around the forehead. <laughs> and then I'm going to walk away. <laughs> I just kind of grimaces. I hate my job. <laughs> I'll just be glad it's done for the day. And he'll 
turn and look around a bit and already checked it, I guess, and head back into the inn. <laughs> well, I will. Uh... All this money and his horse. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. So I'll take a look at Anori and Baylor, and uh, which one of you fine ladies would like to accompany me to the city? Excuse me, you cannot steal my wife. This is my wife here. It's like you slide over and put an arm around Dara. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were taking uh, ninety nine over here. Thank you very much. He does look like a. He does very much look like an older Baroness right now. Okay, so I will rephrase that because I thought Kahina was going <laughs> with Dara. No. I'm also going to take the bag of holding and stick it in Dara's hands. Oh, yes. Okay, <laughs> my purse. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure is going to put you in your medium blood, but that's fine. Uh, so, oh, not anymore. You got rid of the crazy armor. You yeah, yeah we... we he, I, I should have he's one. wearing mithril now, so... Mm -hmm. So, as we make our way down <laughs> to Zemar, you are going to come into view of a truly massive walled fortress of a city. But one which you can see numerous gilded domes and spires peeking up over the edges. Zimar is a bunker of a city, but it's still very much beautiful in its own way. And you approach from the south is where the road would lead you uh, around to the second, the southernmost of the main gatehouses here. The, uh, also called the Lion's Gate. Apparently just a thing that we, that's, that's what we call. That's a pretty common thing that's in Taldor, I guess. the gate of the city. Yeah, they go with the, the lion iconography pretty regularly. It's a got massive... got the on everything. Yeah, Why not call it the Lion's Gate? Pretty much the Gagasant on everything, yeah. It is a massive gatehouse with a uh, set up in the ceiling an iron portcullis on the front and the back as well as two huge wooden doors uh, that can be swung shut on the exterior uh, the outsides of this door are decorated with loads of motifs of of course lions uh, they look more like normal lions than the gragrasant no six-eyed demon lions here but who is approaching first? And are you doing it alone or with somebody? Well, Laura will be going as a couple. Um, but I don't know if, if it, like Kahina wants to go first or whatever. If Kahina gets, so, can't get through, none of the rest of us can get through. So I don't know. So, so the litmus, I'm but, the litmus test. Awesome. Before we get all the way up there, Dara, are are we going as a couple or are we going as a don't worry about it? <laughs> kind of a don't worry about it. <laughs> like like don't mind the male company I keep. <laughs> it is uh, wow, actually, what is it? It is a forty-four year old woman and a. 20, she's just a cougar. Five. Everybody's 25. got taste. She's only twenty years older than him. Yeah, that's it's what I'm fine. saying. I'm like, like I, 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 I think not husband and wife is the story. The story is companion. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> like my You're male his companion. Patron. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm her bodyguard. You're his sugar mommy. <laughs> I mean, you, you're engaged to a cougar. Draw off experience. <laughs> I personally would prefer to go up to the gate by myself. You want to go first? Oh, this should be good. Yeah, I don't see why not. Do it! All right, so Zenobius Bakar will be the first to go as uh, he alone approaches the gatehouse a good ways out in front of his comrades. As you approach, you would see uh, the facilities inside. On the right, what looks like just a big lockup uh, with a, a series of lockers and different cubby holes with weapons and armor and clothing racks and two doors at the back. On the left, an area separated by a bunch of low walls with windows atop them, so you can see through the whole area. And you can see a total of four more of the Zimar guards, the same sentinels with the green and golden armor and the silver falcon badge that had approached at the inn, at the windmill tavern. In the back, in a small office, which again, it's like half wall, half window, so you can see directly into it, there is another person. Uh... A man much more well-armored uh, with a gilded crossbow. Sorry, don't move up. Uh, slung across... Yeah, you'll see when you get there. Uh, slung across his back, working on some paperwork. <laughs> Freaking... <laughs> Got some paperwork back in the corner. And as you approach, the guard on the left, on the west side, uh, sitting in a chair behind a half window with about a foot gap between the desk and the window in front of him waves you over. Evening. Evening. Papers, please. This right here, right? Oh, this wind, it's a window right here. At the oh, southern I end. thought the white thing's the window. The white, these are, the whites are doors. Uh, they're oh. all closed, but they all have windows, so you can see right through them. Everybody's out. We were playing Pathfinder. Please. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I'll just uh, step up and hand him the paper. What do you have visible on you? Uh, I was wearing the armored coat. I have my sword, cloak, uh, belt, headband. That's pretty much it. Uh, do you still have any magic rings? You have the cloak of resistance on? Uh, I guess I have a ring. Yeah. Do you have your headband? Yes. I, I have the belt, the headband, a ring, and just an armor and, and sword. All right. Give me your disguise check. Or tell me what the result is if you want to take 10. You have a plus five for another male Talden. And, and plus two if you use the disguise kit. All right. So that is... That would be a 20, but I'm going to re-roll that. Okay. You can also keep in mind if you use disguise one of your train skills, you can use your inspiration. Wow. Oh, well then that would be inspiration, not All right, re roll. So roll a d roll a d6 and add it to that. Okay, so twenty plus d6. If d if disguise is one of your train skills, I don't remember if it was, that no. takes one inspiration. Yes. Then it, if it is, it takes one. If it wasn't, it takes two. Alright, so that would be a twenty. So that's a twenty-four. So we look down at your papers. Back up at you a couple times. And closes it back up and slides it back across the counter. Cause no trouble. Glory to Zimmer. Glory to Zimmer. <laughs> Have a good evening. Well done. Come along, Cadonia. Follow wants, my lead. Who wants to go next? I'm, I'm going solo. <laughs> you don't have 
Oh, you're not going to go with me? Uh, no, I'm definitely just... Well, yeah, I think it's probably better I go by myself. Well, then Argentea okay. is going to head in. He'll okay. wave mm -hmm. you over. You'll approach someone by yourself. Therapist, please. There you oh, go. Um, uh, I don't know if it would have mattered, but I would also have the bag with me with the leather things, but that doesn't really look like magical gear. It's just a bag. Uh, if it's just a small pouch, he's not going to bother. He doesn't care. The thing uh, with my armor in it. Oh, like yeah, that's just a little leather satchel. He doesn't care. That's smaller. Okay. So this is my regular disguise roll. Then you add the plus eight. Yep. I guess, plus eight everything. on top of that for the greater head of disguise. So you get a five. 19. What's so with the fives? A, so a 27. So a 27. Uh, what do you have um, on you? And I can roll a D6 because I've got that as a train skill, too. Yeah, if you want to use inspiration, but, I guess you can. It's a 27. I think, yeah, I use it before I, I tell to, you the results. Yeah, so it's up to you. What do you have on you? Visible. I visible. I have um, I have the glaive and I have this um, the Taldor standard. Okay, you have the glaive with the Taldor banner hanging from it. Mm-hmm. He just uh, looks down. What a prop! I assume for uh, your performance. Very much so. I've started incorporating songs about great battles into my repertoire. I told there's quite Several a story in history about our dear Pytherius. Uh, what is the purpose of your travel? To perform? Make me a bluff check. Or a perform check. Because that would check. be appropriate. That would be appropriate? I will perform for you, good sir. Do, 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 do. It's going to roll. Wow. 37. Wow. 37. Uh, he nods. Uh, are you carrying any magical items or illegal or dangerous goods? Just the stuff that I use to change flashy costume changes. Um, he turns back towards the office. Arnidas, can I borrow you for a second? And the Templar in the back turns and uh, holds up a finger, finishes something, and then turns and comes through the door and walks up to the window. Stand still, please. And starts to cast a spell. And a cone of multicolored energy comes out of his hands as he casts Detect Magic. What all is he detecting? He would detect the sleeves of many garments and uh, just magical scarves and hats. Is the sleeves of many garments the only thing magical you have on? You don't have your rings or anything? Oh, Ooh, uh, yeah. I mean, I have like a ring of protection. Do you have a ring of protection? Do you have a headband? Uh, don't. I don't have. Do a you have your mask on? I've got, I've got my mask on. Do you have your belts of con? I do. Do you have your unmet of natural armor? Yeah, probably. Do you have your singing steel chain shirt under your skies? Nope. Okay. Uh. Well, that's a. He looks. That's a. That's quite a lot you got on you. Well, He's, yeah. Have you never seen my show? And then I'll just spin and change my outfit to be a beautiful red dress and he you should come check it out kind of nods a bit uh impressive but i'm going to have to confiscate a few of those things oh. uh, sorry standard procedure it'll be kept here okay. and lock up and return to you when you leave zimar and he okay. is going to ask for your belt of con and your ring of protection all right that sounds fair as long as I get him back, it's dangerous for me to travel alone. Of course. Uh, 
apologize, Miss, uh, and he looks over at the paper, Argentea, but I've had to tighten restrictions on account of all the trouble that we've been having here at the border recently. I'm sure you find folk. We'll keep them safe for you. And the Templar takes the belt and the ring and it turns back to the guards. I'm going to log these. You can finish up. And then he opens the door and heads across to the other side. And the sentinel nods and looks back up. Says, ah, what is the citizen's highest calling? Citizen's highest calling. Do you have knowledge, geography, or local? I have knowledge local. And that was one of the ones I trained. Oh. Well, that's an eight. And I can roll. I want to use my session re-roll. Session re-roll sounds like a good idea. I'm getting it. Wait, it's, oh, that sucks. It's an 18 on my screen. That's a two for me. That's that's why we go with the log. The log's always Always the same. Yeah, I know. It just sucks. All right. I'm going to use my session re-roll. Alrighty. Come on. Oh, no. Are you serious? All right. I'm going to add my six to it. Okay. Use your d6 inspire. (laughs) Try and think back to what you learned. 15 is the DC. Wow. Oh, thank God. Oh. You would know that in Zemar, defending Zemar and, and the border are a citizen's highest calling. Yeah. And so defending Zemar and the border is a citizen's highest calling. You'd nod and close the book up and slide across. Uh, cause no trouble. You could retrieve your gear at either gatehouse on your way out, but if you wish to leave by the north, send word in advance so we can have your items moved for you, Miss Argentina. Oh, thank you. All right, who's next? Oh, God. <laughs> Feels immediately oh. lose the convo you just got, man. <laughs> yep, let me go take that off my sheet. I'm going to saunter up to it then with my papers already ready, walking as femininely as I possibly can for a change. Hip swaying a solid two feet to the left and right with every step. Right, over. Yeah. All right, good evening, Saunter sugar. on up. Evening. Papers, please. There you go. Hand those over, and I'll look down at them and make me a disguise check. You get a plus five because you have not made any major changes. Plus five. Huzzah. <laughs> oh, uh, it's really good that you don't have a magical glaive, by the way, because you would have been immediately arrested if a glaive was magical. <laughs> uh, Master glaive! insight on that. All right, so you got an 18. I'm going to run out of it. See, you I might have thought... Didn't we plus one the glaive? Did we? It gives you up to a 19 on disguise. And he's going to look up you. What's the purpose of your travel, miss? I'll sell all these wares I'm carrying. A merchant, after all. Give me a bluff or a profession merchant. Oh, my God. I mean, if I just point to the star... It's still a bluff, okay. Still a bluff. Uh, 12 inspirations, plenty. They say burning through four in the gatehouse. <laughs> oh, oh, this is good. Six. Good. Uh, six. That's not good. 
Use this! You should reroll! I got them. I think that's what I'm gonna have to do. <laughs> I, I would advise you use the session reroll. <laughs> I think there's no way around it. This is where all the rerolls are gonna get thrown. At oh this my point, goodness. you would see the. Uh, well, I stretched him. You would see the. Uh, <laughs> He's just. What's happening over here? The Templar passing back through and <laughs> heading back into his office. Uh. That's a 13. 13? Add insight to this too? <laughs> you, can, Dev, you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> take your stack of insight and just set it on fire. <laughs> 15. Is the DC. Oh! Oh, my heart! <laughs> Ooh. He nods. Oh, oh, my heart. He nods and looks up. Are you carrying any magic item, items or illegal, dangerous, or prohibited goods? I have quite a few on me, actually. You know, selling the wares and such. Easier to keep them on your person. Um, well, what do you have on you that's obvious? <laughs> well, I have a sword, a ring, a headband, enchanted armor. Uh, so much stuff. It is no way she's not a merchant because there's so much. He looks, looks at your paper, sees merchant, and nods. Uh, what is the citizen's highest calling? Make me a knowledge local or geography. Is there any chance you could have heard? Nope. Okay, no. <laughs> no, nah, because we're having to walk up completely because separate. I mean, I separate. heard it while Always I was being Someone had walked with me when I went. <laughs> no, he's regretting oh, everything hell. leading up to doing this alone. People can be friends. I wasn't trying. I wasn't hitting. All right, give your knowledge said. local. That's a, oh, that's a nine. You have no idea what answer he's looking for. Well, I got to tell you, I haven't actually been to, I, I sell outside. I'm from Zemgazi. I'm sure you've been aware of it, but this is a new city to me. Sell out warehouse. He uh, calls back again. Uh, Aridus. And the Templar turns around. <laughs> really? Again? It's been like five it's minutes. Like, you serious? And he stands up and comes out. And you can see a very prominent symbol of Abadar hanging from his necklace. And he looks across you and looks down at your papers. Marvo, she's a merchant. This is one step below Abadar's holy chosen here. Right. All right. Apologies. Uh, and he cause, slides the book back over. Cause no trouble. Uh, pleasant evening. Well, thank you, sir. You have yourself a lovely evening. He, uh, Praise Abdar! Praise Abdar! And that just leaves the couple. The couple. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, Zadim and Basilia. So, I come up riding on the horse. And... As we approach, we're obviously getting called over. Just kind of sigh a little bit and allow my man uh, to well. help me down. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me get you a stallion. Horse. <laughs> um, where's a good horse? Where's a good... 
I can't find a good horse real quick. Never mind. I wanted a white one. Is it McBrinner? I knew man. you were looking for a ha -ha! white horse. A white horse. Majestic. <laughs> majestic. It looks very majestic. And he'll help you dismount and uh, send a bow and raise a hand. Good evening. Peria. Peppers, please. Hand them over. Yeah, just a little bit of boredom disinterest as I slide the papers across as you slide him over and he opens up and looks down like i very much apologize for the interruption it'll be brief i assure you uh make your disguise checks okay so um yeah uh, and you have a minus one because you're minus one plus, plus two if you're using a disguise kit so yeah. plus one total so it's a plus 14. okay well you put a lot of stuff in disguise yeah Oh, well. Uh, can it I... does not say anything near plus 14. That says plus 8. Well, no. I mean, it's for the grit. And oh, grit. Right, 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 right. Is 8 your actual skill? What? Or is 8 your disguise? What's your disguise skill? My disguise skill is uh, 8. So it's... 10 higher from no name, so it's a 19. One higher from using the disguise kit. So a natural one is a 20. Okay. Well, I could use a hero point. You could use a hero point. You guys are not doing great at getting into Zemar right now. Okay. I'm going to use a hero point because I need to get into Zemar. So, uh, actually, um, not a natural one. Not a natural one. Jerika 112 is going to be our uh, getting into the city. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Ah, yes, right. that's much better. Okay, so 24. Plus so 11, plus so that's a 35. Yeah. How about you, Basilia? Let's see. That is not a natural one. We that was almost a natural one. That's a seven. Natural seven. Dice so, are uh, tonight. And I'm going to use inspiration. <laughs> all right. That's 17 after all the modifiers. Uh, yeah, because I was at a minus two oh, and used, used disguise, disguise kit. Okay, so, so 17. Hoy. And that's a... 19. It's a 19. So the Sentinel looks down, flips to the first one, looks uh, briefly up at Zadim, looks up at the second one, looks up at Basilia, and just stacks the papers back up. Class, uh, enjoy your evenings. Sorry about the interruption. Thank you. Give a brief nod and hold out my hand for... Ah, oh, yes, and lift her gracefully back onto the boat. Ah, oh, yes! <laughs> yes! <sighs> and breaks. the group of you, somehow, and... Well, that was easy. <laughs> ...kind of just barely make your way uh, into the I'm city I'm never going to see my belt or my ring ever again. Because <laughs> we're going to have to murder Hobo our way out of here. I can feel it. <laughs> it's gone forever. You guys were worried about me going first. So at least the only one who had no problems, everyone else is like falling over in every possible way. Oh Lord. This is gonna be a difficult chapter <laughs> of our adventure. Book four is gonna be a tough one, my dudes. No, we just got all the negative dice out right there. We're gonna be- We've been rolling bad out. dice this entire session. But yeah, hey, good. at least it's bad dice that don't kill you. It's it just bad dice yeah. that could possibly have killed you. So, my friends, 
Welcome to Zemar. And as you all enter, and I assume maybe kind of wait around a moment for each other near the front gate so you can rejoin, you rally up here. Oh, I was ping on the jam layer. You rally up down, somewhere around down here near the entrance to Zemar's southern gate, uh, near the Lion Gate. Right next to what appears to be a huge sprawling complex of barracks and military facilities. And as a matter of fact, there are a couple squads of soldiers and what appear to be drill sergeants training and drilling at this very moment as evening continues and the sun's maybe an hour or two from setting below the horizon. Where to? Well, I guess we should go to our house. I will give you a little bit of knowledge that you would have learned from your studies of Zemar in the academy. This first district here is the Pike District. Uh, the first one is you come in through the gate. Now, the Pike District is the site of the original city of Zemar. It's the original garrison. It houses the city's standing guard. Tens of thousands of troops can be mustered in minutes to defend or fight back against events in the city as necessary. Wow. Uh, tens of thousands. Tens of thousands of troops. It's That'd more than half of Zemar's population. You would also know that as part of their citizenship in Zemar, everyone is at least an honorary member of what's called the Blue Guard, which is basically the National Guard. So technically, every adult can be mustered. Every adult male can be mustered to defend Zemar within a day. North cool. of that is the Adobe District further up that little brown area there. It's definitely the poorest district of Zemar, but it's far from the Narrows. Uh, it's populated mostly by the foreigners and the non-humans who find it very difficult to acquire property inside anywhere else in Zemar. There's a lot of landlords and property owners are unwilling to rent to people from outside of town and without a history of time in Zemar. That's where the Sunset Spice Importers is. You have the Anvil District to the east, main sense, uh, city of industry, and it gets its name from, well, the sound you will constantly hear walking through. Legions of blacksmiths, outfitters, armors, weaponsmiths make their home and their business on the eastern side uh, of Zemar. It is where they manufacture most of the gear for the Talden military, not just the regiment stationed here in Zemar. Then, there are the areas that are a little more difficult to get through. The Scrolls District is going to be on your right as you approach, and it's this series of white buildings inside the inner walls. Uh, you know from your training you are going to have to pass a more rigid and more careful identity check than you did at the gatehouse to get through either of those two smaller gatehouses to the richer districts of Zemar, uh, where people carry their papers on them at all times, and it's common to have to present your ID to even enter establishments or buy or sell anything. Wow. Martial Can have law. a hard time in the Scrolls District, but it is, they very much enjoy a better standard of living with the rabble kept out. The white marble houses, pillared and tiered roofs, uh, antiquities, libraries, learning centers, also the home of most of the town's nobility and officials. And finally, there is the Golden District back behind that. And in its center, the ever-present House of Gold, the massive gilded cathedral to Abadar that is the center of worship here in Zemar. 
<coughs> you would know it is a training center for a group formerly known as the Golden Templars, colloquially, colloquially known as the Taxmasters, who are generally responsible for going around and collecting federal taxes throughout Taldor. Uh, and that area is the wealthiest si uh, section of the city. Literally gilded streetlights on every corner, giving a warm ambient glow, even in the middle of the night. And if you can get, if you can get in that far, the opulent plazas and sweeping gardens of Zimar are a sight to behold. It's just, you know, getting into Scrolls and Golden because you guys had enough trouble getting into just Zimar. <laughs> but you would know that the Sunset Spice is somewhere up here in the northern corner of the Adobe District. And that is the only lead you have to find Agent Killian Keen, the only, possibly the only surviving lion's blade in the city. Still think we should find our house. You don't have a house. Oh, we didn't have a safe. Uh, like find lodging. lodging. Sunset Spice Importers is the closest thing to like it was a lion blade safe house uh, before, and it was never raided, so it could still be secure. Uh, most well other lion there. blade locations were compromised during the purge when all the lion blades of Zimar were killed. <clears throat> Sunset Spice is the only one who didn't, and it was Killian Keen's main base of operations, which is why she sent you there first. Uh, otherwise, you're staying at Inns and Taverns. Okay. I feel it we would should be best if we got separate lodging. Sunset uh, Spice is also a large warehouse. You could definitely stay in there. We don't know if we can stay in there until we go there. That's yeah, I true. Guess we could go over and check it out. Where is? It's got to be late in the evening, though, isn't it? Uh, it's getting to evening. It's, not, it's about probably two hours till the sun sets. Trying to find that token I used for moving our own around the map, so I don't have to make it again. Cause I really don't want to, but I can't we find establish it. Establish lodging and then go there closer to dark. Put this here and just rename it. That. Well, it's not going to be hard to find places to stay in Zimar. It does. It is still a very large and functional city, uh, and it has numerous inns and taverns. Uh, the cheaper you go, the less likely they are to care about your papers. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm it. Maybe the opposite for me. Yeah, I feel yeah maybe like the gonna... opposite for you. You two might want to find someone a little more grandiose. I'm gonna find something at least half decent. Yeah, I'm a pop star from Opara. <laughs> I guess I'm slumming it myself, guys. <laughs> it better if we stay near each other though, so that we can talk. You may have to upgrade. It is entirely up to you. <laughs> uh, you would have been, you, you would have some knowledge of the area. You would know that back here, I'm just gonna go ahead and reveal 14 on them on my map. 14 is an area known as Rumside. A lot of people in Zimar actually do not drink and keep themselves fairly sharp on wits on the northern side of the Anvil District. And it's called that because it's the just congealed mass of most of the city's pubs and taverns. 
and is where you could find the easiest lodging. There are several inns around Rumside. It's the Nell District. It's the Nell District, but none of them are particularly exquisite. You'd want to go into Scrolls or even the Golden District to find really high-tier lodging. I mean, Rumside sounds like a perfectly good place. No, actually, Zenobius Bakar would find lodging in the Pike District. And that as well would have the taverns frequented by a lot of the military here, a lot of the more disciplined of the soldiers, or less disciplined of soldiers. This would probably be in the pubs and taverns. So, so let's I will... Um, <laughs> I'm going to head off to my own inn, and I will tell everyone else you that guys I gonna have any kind of a plan to like yeah, yeah i'm, I'm gonna say i'll meet everyone in the oh. morning sunrise spice at <laughs> 10 o'clock do we not want to try to go tonight yeah once we establish where we can stay i, I can would... stay right over there and we're probably gonna stay over here so yes but we all find lodging in case we can't stay there and then go there tonight and check the place out while it's right while night. it's today and also night. Good. Yep. let's go then so each of you are going to uh you guys split up and find some place to stay first or are you all going to the sunrise spice first and then if that doesn't work out you'll go find lodging find I, I lodging first, first. Find lodging then first. meet at the spice and then if we can't stay there go back all right fair enough this makes sense to me. I'll go ahead and just reveal all these on the main page because I'm going to be copy-pasting these a bunch because these are my new tokens. <laughs> so each of you split up, and throughout Zimar you can fairly easily find places to stay. That's, that's not a massive challenge. Uh, if you're trying to find something that is high class enough for the blacksmith and the baroness... You might need to try to get into the Scrolls District. There's nothing... Uh, Anvil District has some, like, middling, like, they're nice inns, but if you're looking for something fancy-fancy, that's all going to be back behind the walls. Might be better to try to find just one of the fancier ones out in the other districts, where it's like... I don't want to be seen with my current male companions among the nobility. Fair enough. You're all easily able to find <laughs> lodging throughout the city. And then as you move through the streets later in the evening, you make your way to the Sunset Spice Importers. Sunset or Sunrise? I feel like I'm changing it every time I say Sunrise. It, it is Sunrise Spice Importers. Uh, the yeah, sunrise... but the sun just went down, so... <laughs> Sun's going down as you head over here. Uh, or if you're waiting till after it goes down, it's dark. Whatever you choose to do. Uh, and Sunrise Spice is a warehouse in the Adobe District, and the information that you have is it's used only seasonally by its actual owners, quite rarely. And honestly, it's seen very little use even by the Lion Blades, except as a bolt hole, a place where they stored emergency supplies and occasionally is an emergency safe house. The owners are only in town for a few months every year. It's during the spring, so you have tons of time. They have no idea the Lion Blades use this as a safe house. And as you it approach... It wouldn't be very safe if they knew. 
That's true. As you approach, the front has fairly large wooden loading doors, about two doors, about 10 feet across. And around the side, there is a normal, more standard maintenance entrance. Maintenance entrance. Is Nell going to get to do his favorite thing? Is it Sounds like it. Violently? Open doors? <laughs> no, not violently. Skeleton key. I'm going to try to open the door. The door is unlocked. It... Oh, cool. All right, I'm going to... Well, let me, I can bring you guys over here because I made a little thing for this. And by made, I mean, this <laughs> is definitely not the warehouse from the uh, previous place. What are you talking about? Why does visions not have token? Uh, the token's not a vision again. Every time I do this, I don't know why, but every time I copy paste these tokens, these new ones, they stop having vision and I have to give them all vision manually again. And I'll need to figure that's like weird. Give them vision and then resave it. Maybe I don't even have them saved anywhere. I'm just copying them from the uh, the main page where they have vision. Not sure. I'll figure that out later, though. I'll definitely figure that out before I play again because this was not a technical problem I anticipated. But there's all of you again with vision on this little map here. As you open the door, there's a light comes in from the street outside, but the interior is dark and you can just see some crates and goods in the corner. Could you I, give I me a light source, please? To Would you like to pull out the torch? I have a lantern. Pull out a lantern, fair enough. I've had a lantern forever. So you light a lantern and hold it up to illuminate the interior. And, well, it mostly looks like a fairly empty warehouse. A couple of barrels and crates scattered around, uh, large, uh, largely stacked into a couple of small areas. But what's interesting is the back corner, opposite the, uh, the door here, appears to be blanketed with a thick white paste, covering a very large area, really, like 20 feet of the back corner of this warehouse. Something in here worth checking out. If you'd all like to come inside. Yeah, we should. We shouldn't linger. Yeah, so can I perception out as we're walking up and going in? Can I perception to make sure if there's anybody watching the house? Uh, yeah, you can You can look around and make me a perception check. Go for it. See if anyone's watching you as you approach in my spice. Um, a 36. 36! Oh, so you look around... And it, no one seems to be paying any particular attention. Okay. Good. Perfect. Well, I guess we'd better head in. This was the only warehouse that wasn't raided of the Lion Blades holdings. Oh, okay. So I guess we go in here. I guess maybe. We don't want to stand out on the streets. Not nope. group we are. Dara's going in the room? Yeah, well, Dara. we don't want to stand on the street. Hello, I'm this a blacksmith. This has never happened before. I don't know how this to handle this. This is Dara. Oh, yeah. sorry. This Who is are you talking about? Zadir Al-Hadim, who definitely just walks into rooms. Yeah. Zadim. Uh, Baroness Iconian, are you heading in or are you standing outside in the street? Uh, My connection to the server has been interrupted. Oh, that's cool. I'll drag in. I thought you were waiting for us to hold the door for you. Or something. <laughs> All right. Like, I, I, I moved myself inside <laughs> if it's it got, little, it, got, it got a little chonky when I tried to give uh, Zenobius light, so I'm not surprised. So now that everybody's inside, I'm going to close the door and try to lock it. All right, you can certainly do that. It. What are you rolling for? Skeleton key. 
Why would you need a skeleton key to lock the door? Because I assume you have to put a key uh, in the lock to lock it. Not on the inside. No, you're on the inside. You can just, like, turn the latch. That depends on the type of door it is. Well, there's a latch, and you can just turn it. <laughs> well, there you go. That's a 27 wasted. Okay. So the door is locked. So you get rolling latch. dice without asking. Yeah, 27 So you, uh, you head inside, and all of you obviously can very clearly see this incredibly thick white paste. And we tell what the paste is. That would be a knowledge dungeoneering. I don't like that. <laughs> knowledge, <laughs> I don't like that. Don't worry about it. That's an 11. Inori, it looks pretty thick and very sticky. Uh, it's very it's, stick. it's blanketing the ground around the crates and barrels that are in the corner, but it, it doesn't look like it's splashed there at all because it's not going up the crates or the barrels at all. It's strictly on the floor. 33. Are there mimics in here? Maybe. <laughs> we gotta get out. That, uh, there's the die. Oh, there it is. The, yeah, with a, yeah, with a 33, that does in fact look like a mimic nest, yes. Uh, and you get literally as many questions. You can just Google the mimic stat block because 33, you know everything. There's well, we won't need mimics. to know because we're leaving, right? <laughs> hey, hey, Nell, you got alcohol on you, right? Yeah. How is that a thing that you just know offhand? <laughs> How do you, where does a mimic nest ever come up as a thing that you can just identify by sticky white paste? Uh, Ogryn? Is that his name? Oh, and Zender and Eye of the Storm. Oh, there was a mimic nest in Eye of the Storm. Yeah. How the hell? Oh. Are, you weren't even in that campaign, were you? How do you remember that? And I don't. For the same reason that I remember things from Strange Aeons that you don't. I guess, fair. You have an encyclopedic knowledge of every every word that's ever been written about Pathfinder First Edition. <laughs> yes, it's a mimic nest. Because you got stuck to it, and you're like, I feel like my character would have alcohol on him, but that it doesn't fit on my character sheet. So. <laughs> All right, uh, how much do you need? Uh, it depends on how many of us get stuck when these mimics attack. <laughs> Oh, what what now? What what do well, I? What so do you I do with you it? would know everything about mimics. You would know that mimics poop glue, and uh, they're very sticky, and they're basically impossible. Like you could stand here and take twenty, and probably couldn't determine what the mimic is. It's basically impossible to find them before you uh, before they do mimic things. But you would also know that mimics are absolutely no threat whatsoever to your party. Uh, even a herd of mimics would not really pose a huge threat to you guys. It would just be sticky and obnoxious and could maybe knock some of the more lightly armored of you unconscious, but even if they could hit you, they're not strong enough to do meaningful damage to you. What um, if this entire warehouse is a mimic? And roll We're initiative dead. as the walls close in. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, <laughs> you would know... You it's would the know, Dread Gazebo. <laughs> you would know... The sticky white blanket on the ground is absolutely a nest. That's what it is. This is how mimics reproduce. They basically reproduce by budding spores, and they excrete this incredibly sticky paste for their little spore babies to grow in and then eat before they go out into the wild to do mimic things. Uh, you cool. would also know that 
since they reproduce entirely asexually because they're genderless mushrooms functionally is what they actually are the parent mimic usually does stay to watch over the clutch until it hatches and you would also know that well not borderline geniuses mimics are actually wholly intelligent and intelligent like capable of speech intelligent weird are you relaying that information to us yeah that's just Baylor's 33 on a freaking common CR4 creature he knows everything there is to possibly know about mimics well if if you tell me it can talk I'm gonna yell out hey mimic oh no we know you're in here if you show yourself you can leave and, it's not going to uh, leave its nest. In that nest, the box closest to you, the top of it opens like a mouth as it responds. Go away, please. <laughs> we we don't we mean you. We, uh, we see you have your babies and whatnot. We don't mean you any harm. We were looking for somebody who used to be here. Sits there for a sec without responding. We'd rather this, not interrupt this is you. Weird. Um. People usually know talk, just hit. No well, reason we can to see hit. You have a nest. We we don't want to hurt you. There was a man hiding out here. Was has he been here at any point that you have? Still stops another pause. I not see anyone in box box. That's why I made it egg box. Because nobody was here. Kind of sense motive on him. <laughs> sure, who sense motive on the mimic? Sense motive on the box. Sense motive on the box. That's wasted Twenty. What is he? Does it even have bluff? It's okay. No, so it's just scaling off its charisma, which is a zero. Less so. than twenty-eight. So <laughs> yeah, it seems sincere. <laughs> you don't, you don't strike. This mimic seems thoroughly confused, but does not yeah. seem like it's lying to you. It seems like it wants you to go away. You seem sincere. <laughs> well, if it's all right with you, can we look around and see if maybe he is hiding somewhere, and then? be on our way. You, Nowhere near your nest. Are you humans own box box? Technically, yes. Okay. Don't touch eggs. Spores. I don't know what a mimic would refer to a clutch as. Don't <laughs> touch, touch sporlings in the egg box. They're very small. We can do that. We so just don't get anywhere near the glue. Yeah, go that way. Yep, so we will leave the mimic to its business, and I will come over to these big double doors. Okay, those are the big doors to the warehouse you could have come in through. Um, they're, and at this, the mimic kind of like stretches up a bit, like tentacles exude out of the bottom of the crate. It's disguised as, it just kind of leans up and around to watch you. Around the stack of stuff, just peeping from the I corner. I reckon at this point it's just like take 20. 
look around, give the medicate space. Yeah, like we, we're, we're searching the warehouse. Yeah, yeah and, and searching, searching through everything. the warehouse without going anywhere near the mimic, you would find uh, a few of the crates in this back corner up here in the northwestern corner contain uh, a bedroll, rations, water, maps of Zemar in the surrounding areas, and a few changes of clothes. About six of the crates would have that instead of the mundane goods, uh, most of which seems to be like peppercorns and allspice, dried allspice berries. Uh, a lot of the crates are empty, but this seems to be the Lion Blade stash. A few of them contain some like mundane business ledgers and calendars uh, for marking the owner's return. And it looks like they'll be back for about four months. They're on a trading expedition. Also, Dara, Yefetikaba has granted you another hero point to replace the one you had to spend on trying to get into the city. <laughs> Uh-huh. Awesome. Actually, you didn't have to spend one at all. You did great. It was the uh, previous thing. But you get points, you get a hero point. Those the As you're looking around here, looking through all these various boxes, I haven't looked in thing boxes. I did not smell food. But I was just going to eat thing boxes. Do you need them? What do you mean by thing boxes? The boxes you, around. Uh, just points with the tentacle, like just touches on the box bells around. Thing boxes. The the spice boxes. Is okay. there something you'd rather eat? Other than spice. I don't normally leave clutch but but we do meat That's a start. I have a thing of trail rations on my person I could give it some like beef jerky you could absolutely <laughs> if you do you gonna pull out some beef jerky and walk towards it yeah I'll just be like I'll put some meat on this box directly above me and just walk away and say I mean you're welcome to some meat Enjoy It'll it. It'll kind of stretch out a real long tentacle across the glue and just sort of step across it. And the top, it's still a crate. The top of the crate will open and a big old tongue will come out and just push the beef jerky into the box and the box will close again. And it'll just stretch back over into its corner. Do you have a name? This is weird. Hey, I'm right there with you, pal, but uh, what's I your mean, name? <laughs> um, can I be K-Dust? I don't see why not. Of course! It's done! He is from a word box. The word box. A word, word box. And I'm going to need you to put that under the... Kind of motions back for this tentacle. Word box. Words. Oh, like a typewriter? No, no, no. The words on the box. No, it's a box of tiny, thin sheets of words. Oh. Books. Where is that box? Um. And it reaches over into a barrel next to it. I don't Keep many things. It sticks in and 
It comes out with a a very pastel colored children's book hanging from the end of its tentacle. And it reaches out and just oh. puts it on the floor. And uh, this this book here, this is, this is a fairly common children's book in Taldor you wouldn't be super unfamiliar with. It's about... Tales of Zekid? No, oh, shut please. up. <laughs> it's, about a, uh, it's about a half-orc that lives in an orphanage, and nobody really pays attention to the half-orc because he's a half-orc. He doesn't have any friends because he's a half-orc. But uh, he, the, his, his best, like most prized possession is a small wooden box. And uh, he climbs inside the box and puts the lid on it and it's like Narnia just goes on imaginary fantastic adventures and makes his own happiness and since they don't teach him a whole lot in the orphanage he refers to a lot of things as a something box like that's his fun box he calls a bed his sleep box it's very similar to how this mimic talks and the orc's name is Kados Silverfang oh hmm. Oh, cool. Very well, nice to meet you, Kados. Um, this is still weird. Well, can we make it not weird? Would you like to strike a deal with us? We could bring you fresher meat than if the kind. You will be our eyes here in the warehouse. Okay. Can you? Open the bell. Can you? It seems like it's having a really hard time putting the words together. Can you make the things in the Undercity go to sleep forever? That happens to be my speciality. What Undercity? Undercity is what you call it the poop box sewers oh, um oh is that your specialty on naughty i feel like this is still your specialty. no the, the 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 killing of things that he was alluding to was actually what i was referring to dara that's no just, your so, specialty no. can be poop box it's okay no that's not what i was trying to say that's, that, that's not what i was need to Everyone is good at different things. I'm, I'm good at a lot of things. The poop box is a, it's not, that's I, not. Is there an entrance to the poop box around here? There are lots of entrances to the poop box. It goes under the whole house box. And it's where the stealers live and trade their fake books is the word not word box books and um the entrance the area that i used to sit is full of long lizard oh and makes bite like lizard um like very sharp teeth and lots of them very sharp teeth some of them have lots of them and are very bumpy some of them only have two but they're very long oh like snakes 
Well, rabbits. one is very long. Chased me out of sewer. If that is word. Huh. I like to learn words. Hmm. Well. Reminded of talking to this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had people not just try to hit. Well, we have no reason to hit you. The, the word you're looking for for people who do not try to hit is friends. That's us. He stops and like kind of shifts a bit. But Kados didn't have any friends. Well, this Kados can have friends. Friends are the best thing. Friends are what Kados wanted. I want mm -hmm. friends. We will happily be your friends, Kados. We will be friends. What do friends do? friends help each other so we will take care of the things in the dark that chase you away and if you'll just like we said look to see if the man that we were looking for comes back for his things over in the corner maybe let's stay here too yeah we might yes. have to sneak in every friends in a while. sleep together that's what kados wanted but he um, was alone yeah that's... you can't sleep on my spores, but no, no, you can of sleep. I can make you hold on. And uh, it oozes out and kind of loses its form, stops being a box, and just becomes kind of like a shapeless blob that sort of just rolls across the ground. And mm. it opens up, and with a horrible, disgusting retching sound, starts to produce more of the white goo onto the floor. I can make room for friends. Oh, no, that's not necessary. You don't have to do that for us. We, we'll be we'll, fine, Kados. We, we have we'll just roll out room. some stuff on, on the other side of the room. We're, we're good. We I appreciate was it, ask, though. But I know the answer's going to be yes. Kahina, you brought the world's comfiest blanket, didn't you? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sleep like a baby in whatever Kados makes. Or we could make different beds. Yeah, not on that. People use beds from meat box softs. The it's the kind of motion like goose feathers flapping down. With its hands. Bird feathers. The, the softs on the end of the honking meat boxes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. See, Aaron. That kind of rolls back. Have you, uh, in all of your time, my friend, have, has this ever happened to you before? Because I just need to know for, for posterity's sake. See, Aaron, there's no response for it. I have nothing to add to this. <laughs> just checking. There are no words. Oh, come on, Ciara. You're a talking object. It's a talking <laughs> object. We've got so much in common. <laughs> Maybe a little love connection. You can help. So, so Kados says, "I, you can make people beds here out of softs, and 
I can show you where the long biter is in the poop box. We can do that. that sounds like a good sounds deal. Sounds like a deal. Okay. Also, because right, you're all are you look you're always kinda like looking at chaos at this point. Is anyone just like looking around? Yeah. All right, at this point, I'm just kind of leaning against the barrel beside me, just having a conversation. Because like, anyone actually like looking around the warehouse at all? I mean, there's like two doors, and they're both closed. You'd hear them open. Yeah, I was. Uh... Yeah, I always kind of keep my head on a swivel. Well, as you, uh, at some point, you're not sure when. Someone slid paper, uh, a little sheet of paper, underneath the door you came in through, folded neatly in half. Ooh. Uh, I guess I see it. And it's Is not it hidden. Like... Whoever's be looking around, you see it at some point. Be like, oh, okay. It's so... parchment. And if you head over and pick it up, on the inside it says, "If you and Kay are friends, meet me at her favorite place in two hours." Kay. Or if you well, and Z well, are well. friends from Kay. Um. We were told this. I, I don't remember it, but we were told this. I have message. Well, yeah. I, I mean, we don't. I mean, we have a wand that's fully charged. Oh, I mean, she did ask yeah, us sending, to give yeah. her updates. Or yeah, sending. Sorry. We don't uh, need to notify her yet, do we? we I mean, yeah. maybe made I contact. Mean, I feel we like this is a fantastic opportunity. Yeah, if you and Z, your friends, meet me at her favorite place in two hours. K. K. It's who we're looking for. Yeah, Isn't slap that, that wand up and let's get started. I'm saying if we don't know what her favorite place is, we can ask. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Do That's it. A good point. So you uh, quickly cast a sending spell. Uh, over the course of 10 minutes, cast a sending spell. Uh, you slowly cast a sending spell. <laughs> we'll just keep talking <laughs> with you, Kados. You, you start casting this and Kados is, is he going to do fire? No, 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 he's talking to a friend. Every time magic boxes do that, it's fire. Not fire here, just talking to a friend far away. Hey, you want to see something cool? And then I can, I, I can change like you and then change, I don't change my clothes. So as you uh, continue hanging out with K-Dust, you get your sending off, and what are you going to tell Zalar? Gonna say, possibly can make contact. What is your favorite place? Go back. Intent location, probably confection shop. Kilian as used as meeting place. Honey Kunifi, or Oni Kunifi, because she doesn't say H's. <laughs> I love Oni it. Oni Kunifi. <laughs> Oni Kunifi. Oh. Are we really sending Kahina to a sweet shop? Yep. Oh. You are not Kahina. Baby, don't matter. <laughs> don't lie. Don't matter. Is that so, knowledge local, or could she tell us where it is? Um, If you want to use another charge of sending... We don't have she to. We could can figure it find out. it. We'll ask around. Because it's 25 words is the issue. Uh, you can either ask around, gather information with the diplomacy check, or send one more charge of sending and ask we her can where ask Honey Kunifi is. In the morning. It, it, we have two hours. No, we have two hours. You have two hours. 
Uh, one hour and hours. 50 minutes. Yeah, 10 minutes for sending. I want to send one or two people so that we do not overcrowd, overcrowd this con confectionery shop. I volunteer tribute. <laughs> of course you do. Who needs to go do. to keep her in check? I'm the face. I need to go anyway. Well, I feel like a knight could also go to get Put candy this over here so I can use it later. Uh, Unless... We got 15 minutes for me to prepare a spell. I can absolutely find exactly where it is. Okay. I mean, we we do have... we have. Yeah, we have 15 yeah. minutes. We have two hours, actually. Yeah, you got two hours, so you have to get there. That's absolutely a thing you can do, so... Because I what? do have empty slots for first level. Oh, baby. Is this, uh, what is that, Ears of the City? Yep. So, with a, Which, uh... I will go ahead and cast on Kahina, because she's the most excited about this, and also can't fail to use it at all. <laughs> so, with a casting of Ears of the City, uh, trying to learn as much as you possibly can about this honey kanifi. You, that's probably not how you say that word, but it's definitely not a... It's not English based, and I have no it's idea how to confe. pronounce it. It's confe. Is it K U N E F E? Confe, yeah. Confe? Honey confe. confe. I'm going to keep going confe. with kanifi because it makes me happy. So. <laughs> Honey confe. It's a dessert. She bakes wedding I cakes bake. and stuff. Confe is a dessert. <laughs> of course it is. All right, so of course <laughs> it's a dessert. That? So, uh, Honey confe. Confe. Confi, whatever. We'll head over there uh, next. But it week. wasn't honey. It was oni. Oni. Oni 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 confi. Oni confi. That's not even worse than their thing. Oni confifi. Confefe. Pump it up. Oni confefe. We will, uh, I believe, begin our journey to honey confefe next week. It's not the most dangerous cliffhanger we've left off on. It's not we we're all about. It's well, not we're no, all about to be murdered by a dragon. We have a, a safe dragon. house with a guard mimic. You all have a safe house with a friend mimic. This is as good a cliffhanger in relative danger scale as when I was about to go off into the labyrinth in the middle of night to find the spooky thing. That's what I'm gonna say. You guys are going to make your first contact with the only lion blade. Who Zaylar already described as paranoid beforehand, the only survivor of the citywide purge of all the lion blades in Zumar. So obviously the best one. Mm -hmm. Rightfully the paranoid. Most, the most the skilled of all the lion blades. <laughs> the one who can run the fastest, yeah, possibly.